This is PS Nation Podcast, episode 152. I have taken over. I'm just kidding. Hey, everybody. It's Glenn and Mark once again. Uh, how's it going, Mark? Better than last week. Woohoo! It wasn't your shit pipe. No, yeah. Uh, well, continue with the intro, then I'll follow up with last week's stuff. <laughs> you were breaking people's hearts last week. Uh, yeah, episode 152, PS Nation Podcast. We, uh... We're a little cold this week, as usual, under a little bit more snow. I don't know how much you got, but we got dumped on last night. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun this week. Lots of shoveling, lots of snow blowing. Yeah, you like to blow the snow, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't even make sense. I know, I'm tired. I've had a really w- wicked day at work today. It was wicked. Uh, so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover this week. Uh, quite a bit, actually. It's funny, because we don't really have that many news items, but uh, new releases, news. Uh, another visit from our buddy Stuart Gilray from Just Add Water, the makers of Gravity Crash, uh, to talk about Gravity Crash PSP a little bit, and also a new project that they've got coming up. Uh, what we're playing, uh, three reviews this week. Review of SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3, review of White Knight Chronicles, and a review of Heavy Rain. That's right, folks. Heavy Rain, the embargo lifted. Uh, also, yeah, a bunch of emails, uh, a voicemail, and I'm sure we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. I- I'm pretty positive about that. So Probably. <laughs> yeah, so uh, last week you thought that you had a sewer pipe that had collapsed because a guy mm-hmm. came and told you that. Like, it, like that happened to me where the guy said it collapsed and it didn't. And you found out what? Oh, yours didn't? It didn't. Co- no, what happened with mine was... Uh, we, we always talk about the Super Mario Brothers uh, pipe. So what, what it was at my house is they didn't even have a pipe running directly from the house out to the street in the sewage. They had this big two-foot diameter Super Mario Brothers pipe that was dug like 10, 12 feet into the ground that everything mm. was emptying into, and it was this weird-ass system. And the city inspector came by, and all these old plumbers were here, and nobody had ever seen anything like it. So, yay. We still had to dig it all sure. up, and what they did is they just coupled... You know, the, the lines from the house to the one to the street. And it was even funnier that they ran a camera down uh, the pipe that goes to the street. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a copper pipe. It looks like brand new. Because <laughs> nothing had ever really gone down it except for liquids because everything wow. else settled. Yeah. So Jeez. it could have been a lot worse. They could have, I mean, that, that run from where it was to the street is a really long run, too. So if they, have to, yeah. if they would have had to trench that out, I would have been boned. Jeez. Well, yeah, yeah my story... Uh ended up much happier than i thought it would be because the uh the home or the home warranty inspector had come and said oh yeah you know your pipe's broken underneath the slab so you're gonna have to pay for that we won't cover it we're like fuck that so had the plumber guy come out and well actually when we even called to make the appointment with the plumber he had said the same thing like oh yeah you know i've seen this many times there's like the elbow joint that where the clay pipes meet the the pipe that comes down from the kitchen. You know that they sh- they'll break after a while if the house is old. You're an elbow joint. We're like, yeah, we're like, great, whatever. So the dude comes out and he looks at the pipe that comes down from the kitchen that's like against the basement wall, and there's like the access plug on it. He takes one look at it and he's like, that thing's never been snaked before because that's the original plug. Oh, lovely. And I'm like, really? And you know, snaking like your 
your sewage pipes is a good idea to do every few years, but we haven't even been in this house for like two years. Nope. So it's not something we've done. And he's like, well, if you're lucky, it's just incredibly clogged and it's causing the joints and the clay pipes under the ground to leak into your drain tiles, which is why there's sewage going into your sump pump. Right. And I'm like, good God, I hope you're right. And thankfully he was. <laughs> nice. He actually had to cut the plug off it, tried to run the camera down, but it couldn't even get down there because it was so clogged. Wow. So he snaked out like almost 60 years worth of like kitchen Ugh. rot and sewage and grease. So <laughs> here's the here's lesson, kids. Never, ever fucking put grease down your kitchen disposal. We don't, but apparently the people who used to live here did. Ah, yeesh. It's fucking disgusting. So, it only cost us a couple hundred dollars instead of a couple thousand, and they didn't have to tear out our basement floor. Wow. Dodge that bullet. No kidding. We actually hit some sort of a break in this stupid house. <laughs> I still say it's either next door or built on top of an Indian bur- burial ground. It I'm just must saying. have been. It's, it's gotta be. And I, Actually, I could, we should probably mention, I actually can hear myself more echoey than usual in here. Ah, yes. Uh, it sounds like you're actually like in a baseball stadium or something tonight. Well, how the hell would I know what that sounds like? That's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, uh, we're painting the office tomorrow night, so most of the furniture is pulled out right now. So my apologies to everybody, but I'm probably going to be more echoey tonight than usual. It's even more savory love to love. Wait, savory hate to love? You can hear my booming hate. <laughs> booming hate? I thought that was Jim Sterling. <laughs> Without the English accent. <laughs> All right, well, let's get through the regular stuff here, and we'll uh, get to the main show. Uh, a lot of different ways. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do that so many different ways. Uh, first off, of course, you can email us at podcast at psnation.org. Or if, or if you go to our website at psnation.org, hit that Contact Us button, and that will uh, let you fill out a little form, and that will email us as well. Uh, you can also call us a couple different ways. Uh, we have a voicemail line, and that number is 715 715- Five zero two nine seven seven three standard long distance rates apply. Or if you have Skype, like on your iPhone, your PSP, on your PC, your Mac, maybe your uh, OS two machine. I don't know if they make Skype for OS two. Uh, you just have to call WDT Torgo. Uh, you can also find our forums over on VGEVO.com. Or if you go to PSNation.org, hit the forums button. It'll take you right to our forums over on VGEVO. Uh, also, if you go to Facebook, if you're on Facebook, look us up, guys. We got a group out there, 700 plus strong. Uh, all you have to do is damn, uh, yeah, yeah visit that group. No shit. I, I post the show there every there week. Like a year. <laughs> wow. Well, you just remembered your Facebook account like a month ago, I think. Yeah, honestly, I since Twitter and my current job that I don't really go on Facebook much anymore at all. So. Yeah. Well, they keep changing the look of look of it every five minutes anyway. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you want, you can join up with the group and uh, just do a search for PS Nation Podcast. Also, you can find us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash ps3nation. And also, don't forget, as usual, we got to talk a little bit about furiousgamer.com. If you go to the website, you can stream all these different shows like ours and Post Game Report and 360 Nation. But also, if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch and soon coming to Android, uh, for 99 cents out on the iPhone App Store, you can get the little app for your device and stream our show and all the other shows pretty much anywhere you can get a signal. And it doesn't matter what the signal is, it'll probably work. So pretty badass. Uh, also, don't forget, we got a live show coming up February 27th. Oh, shit. 
2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and uh, we're at minus 0600, so over in Europe, that's about 8 o'clock at night. Uh, live show, February 27th, check out Wait, no, our they're website. On, they're on military time, so wouldn't that be like 20 o'clock or something? 20 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Let's see, 8 o'clock, 9, 10, yeah, it would be 20 o'clock. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we'll, we'll put all the details for the live show up on our website, also on Twitter and uh, over on VGEVO as well. We have a, a, a thread running on VGEVO already on the forums, uh, so you can join us on Ustream. You can call into us, which I have to get that call-in number set up pretty soon, because we yep. can't do that on the regular voicemail line. And uh, we're going to be joined by the Sours as usual. We're also going to be jo- joined by our buddy Five Spot. That's right, Joel, our community manager from over at VGEVO. And the newest member of the 360 Nation podcast is going to join us as well. So, uh, yeah, I th- Nine Volt might show up because I think I'm going to have baseball by then. So, uh, Nine Volt might <laughs> show up. We won't let him talk, though. Yeah, well, that's, that's the greatest thing is not letting him talk. We just, <laughs> we'll let him go upstairs and play baseball while we're recording. Of course, I'll probably go up there, too, and Mark can run the show. So then you'll just hear, hey, so uh, that RPG from Japan, pre- pretty cool, huh? Cool, blimey. What? <laughs> so I got this Bayonetta figurine. Pretty cool, huh? I want to order those, but they're like 35 bucks. My God. Uh, you're never allowed to complain about how much a game costs again if you buy those. Just saying. I can't get permission to buy it, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why don't you do your job and tell us what's coming next week? Oh, uh, yeah, there's some games coming out. Nothing spectacular. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got <laughs> Aliens vs. Predator for PS3. Hopefully the full version works a little better than the demo does. Yeah, since I still haven't been able to get into a game in the demo. Nobody has. I've seen people on Twitter saying the same thing. They Apparently you it. have to party up. If you party up, you'll find another party and you can play them. Well, that's good. Yeah. Way to go, Sega. Uh, Dynasty, yeah. Dynasty Warriors Strike Force for PS3, Ooh. which we will very likely have a review of next week, provided they send it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of sent us the, uh, the uh, they, wrong They sent version. us the 360 version <laughs> today. <laughs> But, but they, it was a mistake. Yeah, they've already said they're going to send us the <laughs> PS3 one, so we should be all right. Yeah, and I, I won't pull another Bayonetta and review the 360 version. Oh, God. That's all we need. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and finally, SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3 for PSP. Hey, I reviewed that on our website. Nice. I think I might review it again tonight on the show. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, it won't take too long. Sweet. <laughs> All right, well, a news item that you put up. Why don't you uh, read it for us? Yeah, uh, NIS sent out a press release earlier this week stating that one of my favorite PSP games, Holy Invasion of Privacy, Badman, is no longer called that. It is now called, What Did I Do to Deserve This, My Lord? Uh, Apparently, the original title had some sort of IP conflict with something. They didn't say what. But they decided to just change it instead of causing more problems. Interesting. Uh, I'm n- not as happy with the new title, but I don't know. I mean, the game is going to be the same. Title's different. Oh, well. So if you want a collector's item, go out there and get the uh, get a copy of it with the original title now. Yeah. Well, I think you have to download it. Oh, that's right. It never came out on UMD, did it? No, because it was going to be a bonus in the second one, which That's is now right. coming out on May 4th, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. What did I do to deserve this, my lord? So you just have to say it like that. Then it's funnier. 
<laughs> now, it, it makes sense in context with the game, but I think the original title was a lot catchier. Yeah, yeah, but obviously they probably didn't want to get sued, so... Yep. Yeah, sucks. Oh, well. Uh, this next one, we pretty much knew it was coming, but we didn't know when they were going to announce it, and uh, even... I think I... Didn't I bring this up to Krishna on our last live show when he called in? Like, when are we going to get this on the PSP? And he just kind of went, <laughs> I don't know. I blocked that out of my memory. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, uh, it's officially announced Mod Nation Racers is expanding over to the PSP. Uh, very, very badass. Uh, I don't know what the release date's going to be in comparison to the PS3 version, but it actually looks like they're trying to keep them pretty close together, which is kind of a nice change of pace. Uh, usually, you know, we get the PS3 version like a year later, we get the PSP one. So, uh, we don't have a lot of de- details yet, but it is officially announced finally. And, uh, you can actually, it's got full online. You'll have, I think you can do up to seven or eight people online. Uh, you can also share things you've created. You can download new tracks. Pretty much kind of a, a, like a miniature version of what you can do in the full PS3 game. So uh, there's a trailer up on the uh, on on joystick. There's also a trailer up on on the blog. So go check it out. It looks it looks damn good. Mm-hmm. Like surprisingly yeah, good. I, I kind of think I might like that better on PSP. It'll be cool to have. I mean, especially if the online works as well as another game I'll be talking about here later. It might really be good. It, it's so nice to see. We've seen a couple of titles now come out for the PSP, or at least announced for the PSP as well, that are doing full internet connectivity for a change instead of having to do ad hoc. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah, and plus the PS3 one was making me motion sick, and I'm really worried that the full version will too. Well, I think that was that jumpy frame rate, though, and I don't. They've pretty much said that full the full game won't have that frame rate anymore. It'll yeah, be lots more. I'm hoping, but whoa, my ice just popped. <laughs> All right then. That was weird. Um, but no, like the newest Ratchet and Clank did the same thing to me on PS3 where I don't know what it was. It was making me really motion sick until I tweaked the camera controls and camera speed. Right. I don't know. Huh. Maybe I'm, you know, my dad actually got really bad motion sickness as he got older. Like he used to ride roller coasters and all that stuff. But basically, like by the time he got to a little older than I am now, he could ride the, the carousel. At Six Flags and nothing else. Wow. Yeah. I was so not aware I of hope that. I didn't really hope I didn't inherit that. Doesn't it usually skip a skip a generation? I don't know. Or is that just baldness? Uh, I don't question. remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Uh, this third one, which shocked a lot of people. I don't think I was very shocked though. Yeah, L.A. Noir is no longer PS3 exclusive. Game Informer claims it's also coming to 360. That was Rockstar's detective game that was coming out someday. Yeah, eventually. Uh, Actually, I think it's going to be out this year. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be. Yeah, you're right. Like it doesn't. Yes, it sucks. PS3 loses another exclusive, but Jesus, everybody should realize by now that games are so fucking expensive to make that unless it's a first party title, it's not going to be exclusive. Well, even look at. Even though we're getting it six months later for one of the uh, one of the things, but you know the GTA Four stuff coming to PS3 all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it, it's you know even even still, yeah. Uh, well, there's yeah timed exclusivity, yeah, but they got to recoup their losses somehow. But they're still saying that that agent game from Rockstar's is PS3 exclusive. They're they're still holding to that. Hmm. So I don't know. 
I mean, there's even rumors that uh, Final Fantasy 14, the online one, is going to be on 360 now. Eh, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, Whatever. It, it's console exclusive to PS3 because it right. is also coming to PC, but I, I would not be surprised if it comes to 360, even if it's like Japan only or something. Well, I don't think it would be Japan only for 360. I think it would be not yeah, in Japan, kind of like Final sense. Fantasy 13. <laughs> yeah. We just talk about the games. We don't make them. Exactly. All I know is I've been playing a lot of mag. <laughs> mag fig. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, yeah, LA Noir, Although the the pictures for LA Noir so far look really good, so I'm hoping mm-hmm. hoping to see like the full game. I want to see what it actually looks like. It looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. All I'm saying. Better than heavy rain. I'm calling it now. <laughs> all right. Like I know anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we knew that it was coming up. Uh, initially, Gravity Crash for the PSP, I think, was aiming for December of last year. Obviously, got pushed back a little bit, and uh, we wanted to talk to Stuart about this and find out what was going on with the game, and also if they had anything else going on. So uh, we actually talked to Stuart on Sunday and recorded uh, the conversation, and you know we got into some other stuff as usual. He's great for the tangents, uh, like we are. Holy tangent, Batman. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we, we, I think we spent about 30, 35 minutes with Stuart, and I'll tell you, it's, it's engrossing, and I, I just love talking to the guy. And like I said, I could pretty much just do a... To- did your ice just explode again? Yes, it did. That is fucked up. What is going on, man? You're scaring me a little bit. I don't know. It must be your mind power. It's like scanners. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we wanted to talk to Stuart. They have a new project coming out for the PSP minis as well. So he'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, we'll have some information for the game after uh, the session with Stuart. He actually filled me in on some more of the info today that we can talk about. So give it a listen. Mr. Stuart Gilray from Just Add Water. Well, we are joined once again by our good friend Stuart Gilray from Just Add Water. Uh, probably know him best by the PS3 uh, owners as the makers of uh, Gravity Crash. Thanks again for joining us, sir. No problem. Anytime, anytime. And uh, we are actually doing this on the weekend, so nobody has to stay up to a weird you know, time, like 3 in the morning <laughs> or something like that, or we don't have to get up yeah. at 4 in the morning. So everybody's awake, kind of. Yeah, well, I was up that late last night. We probably could have done it. <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, so we got a bunch to talk to uh, to you about today, Stuart. Uh, even something that you kind of hinted to. Uh, wait, what, was it today or last night on Twitter? Uh, but yeah, uh, well, we'll have to talk well, about we, that. We, we oh, I I put something on our Twitter feed today, um, but the designer of the project mentioned it in his own personal weekly blog yesterday. Oh, okay. So, yes, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, We'll get to that in a bit, but yeah, it's a kind of it's something a little bit different. We wanted to do, we wanted to do something for minis um, for two oh. reasons. One is the, the mini stuff seems to be so underutilized right now. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's great benefits. One, you can do really short, quick burst projects. You know, two three month projects on it. You can do stuff for I don't know. I don't know what the US equivalent is, but our cheapest price here is I think it's a pound, so like a dollar sixty or something. I think is their cheapest price here. Right. You can do. No one's released anything lower than three dollars twenty in Europe yet. For I think it's two pounds fifty is the cheapest it's been released in Europe yet. So we're going to try and do a, a one or a one one fifty. UK price tag. Very cool. Okay. Um, just hope that you know people go. Oh, yeah. If it's if it isn't great, it's only a pound. 
know, yeah. that, like that, the app store on the iPhone thing about doing the, 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 the 99 cents sort of viewpoint. Um, so that, yeah, we want to do something very basic, not basic in terms of gameplay, but basic in terms of control. It's been aimed, okay. it's been designed with the, the PSP Go in mind closed. So you only oh. use the shoulder buttons. So, and it's not LocoRoco on acid. Or in the 80s. <laughs> anyone says, oh, is it vectorized Loco Roco? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to touch on that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, yeah. the reason originally that we wanted to get you on is to maybe get an update for the PSP version of Gravity Crash. Yes. Yes. To our well, game of the year. <laughs> hey, well, the plans we have right now is going to have a minecart in it, so it could well be his game of the year. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Don't tease. Uh, like a carrot to a donkey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, uh, how far do you guys kind of have a, a good idea of when you're going to be releasing yet? Or I know it's been kind of delayed already. Uh, I know yeah, you well, were we kind of we've, we've had. One of those, it's the stupidest of things. We've had, we spent probably four weeks almost going over and re-over and over all the fonts and stuff in the game. I know it sounds really stupid thing to spend time on, but because we've literally taken the PS3 code and running it on the PSP, on the PS3 version it's really techy and anal, but we, we render everything in a large font in memory at runtime, and then the PS3 we use the built-in hardware to scale it down to the size of it on screen. Sure. Things you try doing that in the PSP and it doesn't scale down at all well. So we've mm. had to rewrite their font systems two or three times for PSP. And uh-huh. right now we've done it old school, so it's one pixel to one pixel. So yeah, so that, that's that's because there's major head trauma for weeks and weeks. So we want I know it sounds really crass thing or crap thing to delay something for, but you want to be able to read it, you know. Yeah. I know we've not got, we haven't got a massive amount of text in the game, but when we're supporting something like eight, nine languages on PSP, you, you've got to get it right, especially when you can do the Japanese stuff, because those, those characters are stupidly complex. Yeah. So, <laughs> And you know people are going to complain about it, even if it's something small. Oh, yes. Even <laughs> well, already, yeah. people complain already the- saying, it looks squashed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you always see the complaints about the games when they play them on SD TVs. You know, Mass Effect Two. Yeah, all the complaints are just coming up because it doesn't look very good on SDs. It's there are more people out there that have SD TVs that they play these new systems on than I than I realized. Mm -hmm. I was very shocked by that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in the UK. I mean, yes, an HD TV. You know, it's it's relatively cheap compared to. I mean, if I think back, my first um, 32-inch LCD was something like equivalent of $1,000. But my previous TV, the old CRT-style SD thing, 32-inch, same screen size, was $1,600. And I'm scratching my head going, why are people complaining that LCD is too expensive? This is one <laughs> of those weird things. People think, oh, it's new technology. I can't possibly afford it. So they right. don't bother <laughs> prices. Anywho, back to the whole thing of Gravity Crash with the displays and text and stuff. It was that, that caused this huge nightmare. So we've only got one guy who actually is actually writing the PSP version of the game with support from the PS3 team. So it, you know, Paul's been pretty strung out, shall we say, <laughs> getting the one getting the game running at 30 frames constant, which it does now, uh, awesome. which is cool. Um, we try to get to 60, but it'd mean doing a lot of level stuff. 
changing and tweaking and remastering and everything. It just it wasn't worth the extra work to reduce level content to make it might seem more boring for gameplay. Right. So now that we've got it fixed at thirty, it seems like a, a nice even mix. So that's done. Pretty much the the game is finished in terms of the single player aspect. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the main game aspect, should I say? Where right now we're finishing off the editor stuff um, okay. and last minute TRC things. We're aiming to be complete by the end of February. Um, okay. So I guess it'll be out Sweet. during March sometime. So what date I couldn't really tell you yet. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's not coming out in March. Is it? Oh, yeah. Fucking God of War. Oh, God. Another I'm marketing fantasy. decision from above that went well. <laughs> so that'll be the 83rd game coming out in March. Yeah. That many? Cool. Is that, is that just on Wii and DS or is that everything? I, yeah, I that's think that's only on PlayStation. <laughs> no! Uh, yeah. That's, Ugh. My, that's my Vader impression from the last film. Anyway. <laughs> Did you, have you seen that website, which is just no in like eight zeros in a dot com? Yes. <laughs> it's just someone like the high one. Someone said last week and just goes, no! Yep. <laughs> yeah, Mannequin Skywalker. That's awesome. Uh, so one yeah, question just, I have about the, the PSP go one. On. Yeah, go on. Can you use the D-pad to control the ship? Uh, in what way? I mean, classic style. Yeah, instead of instead of using the analog, can we use the D-pad to, to control yes. it? Yes. Thank yes. God. Good. Right. Now, what we have is the following. We have currently have two control methods, okay? And we okay. have the classic mode, which is D-pad left, right, as it is on the th- PS3. And then you can use analog if you want to as well, um, with the ex- exact same controls as, as the PS3. Uh, and then... Uh, we have dual stick or faux dual stick done the same way that Super uh, Stardust does it. Okay. Okay. So left stick moves you around and right, the four symbol buttons fire in 30 degree cones in those four directions. Sure. Cool. Which, weird enough, Paul prefers playing. But really? He's just not, he's hmm. a strange guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had, a, we had a, uh, an email to us on Thursday from our website, and a guy said he didn't buy the game when it. The demo first came out because he played it on joystick and thought it sucked. And he's at a friend's house and he's playing it in classic and he played that and loved it and went and bought it. So I was oh. like, thinking, well, why didn't you try both when you first got the demo? Because it's all about that one minute of, of gameplay. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I like it. But that's, but that's yep. the thing is we, we default to the classic control, which apparently is not funnier. a good thing to. I think people see a game like that and they just automatically think it's supposed to be a dual stick shooter now. The other thing we've discovered, which I'm not saying that people out there in PSN land have, shall we say, um, exaggerated such, but we've had a lot of emails from people saying that they lose their game progress. And we've been like hunting for a bug for like two and a half months, saying, oh my God, what do you mean you lost your game progress? And one guy emailed us a couple of days ago and just said, yeah, I, I, I finished the game. But all the end of it, I got the last trophy, end of file trophy. Uh, and you know, I got all my lives. I got my hand, my ass handed to me to play it in the last level. But I got to the end of the game. I played a couple of other levels, and I lost all my lives again. Um, and then I cancelled instead of continuing. And he said, when I went back to play it again to start from the end of the game, I, I couldn't do because the the whole progress for campaign mode was wiped. And I was oh, like, well, that's what it's meant to do. 
Because when you do that whole screen where it says, do you want to continue and raise your score and start from where you are right. or, can't, or go back to the main menu, you know, we use the same mechanic that Shatter uses. If you don't continue, you quit, you go back to the front end, you start again. You right. don't continue where you lost your three lives from again. But apparently a lot of people have a lot of problems understanding that. Oh, I mean, uh, maybe, okay. maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're, maybe, we're, maybe we're used to living in the 80s still. I don't know. And people are used to that kind of mechanic. <laughs> but it seems to me that today in a lot of games, I mean, I, I read something on Twitter today. Some guy said he'd finished Mass Effect already. Um, done all the side missions and everything, and he only died fifty or sixty or something. Like that. He, he'd, 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 he'd got to the point of being killed a few times or something, but he still managed to finish it. And I'm thinking, well, is that really value for money? You can finish a game by dying a hundred times in three days. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think that was a big know. complaint with the first Bioshock too, where even yeah. the damage that you dealt out was still taken off the character after you revived. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it swings and roundabouts, you know, what people are used to. So, I mean, we are considering, and I use it loosely, considering altering the PS3 version when we do some stuff around Easter time. Um, it's a little bit more, I don't know, modern-centric way of looking at gameplay and, and continues mm. and stuff. And yes, you know, we'll still have the lives and things like yeah, we have already, but... Do we do it so if you've got to the third system and then you get your ass kicked and you quit out, can you start from the third system again? Mm-hmm. Or do you have to start from scratch again? I mean, I, I guess the, the listeners might want to give their input on that one because that, that would be kind of cool to find out what people think about that. I guess my vote is make it optional if you're going to do it. Don't make it uh, mandatory. Yeah, but do we do it yeah. so as if you can do that, maybe you you only get a, you, your score doesn't... I don't know, maybe we half your score or something horrible like so if you oh, yeah, yeah, me, definitely they don't get 10 you only get five points that kind of stuff so give that a, tr- a trade-off so if you want to play it you know the, the the hard classic version of what was gameplay in the 80s you'd get full scores otherwise you get <laughs> one point well i mean that would also screw up leaderboards too so you'd have to find a way to like if uh, you continue you're automatically up. not on leaderboards. <laughs> <laughs> see, it, see what happens when we do this in the middle of the day i'm still awake i'm still thinking that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the PSP version is going to be download only, correct? Correct, Amundo. That's awesome. Yes. Um, um, although although the, the reason I, th- I originally was like, yeah, download only, was I wasn't aware that you could actually pirate download games on PSN. And it seems that since then, it's run wrong and you can pirate download games, which kind of sucks. So all I can say is, please don't pirate Graphic Crash PSP. Thank you. Yeah, support your local yeah. indie game developer. Serious. Because without buying our shit, we are shit. We don't Very exist. True. So. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Now, all, is it still all the levels are unique from the PS3 version? All kind of built from scratch? <laughs> well, this is where we kind of suck. Uh, oh, no. Uh, mainly because we'd... When we went back and went over the schedules in October, uh, well, well, the last thing I last spoke to you in November, didn't I? Or middle of November. Um, yeah. And we were tending to redo all the levels from scratch. We'd already started a bunch of them, uh, but it quickly became apparent that if we were going to do it without being too close to what we had in PS3, it would have taken us three, four months. Mm. So we'd still be doing it you know, now almost. Um, so we decided against it. So what we have done is well, there's there's a 
probably about a quarter of a third of levels have been significantly altered. Okay. Um, okay. So they're still the same names, same systems, but they've, they've, we've tweaked them in such a way as... Some of it we've tweaked down to performance issues because, you know, we just can't push that much on a PSP. But most of the changes we've done are not down to performance. They're just down to let's just make it a little bit different. Uh, again, some reasons being the fact, you know, the screen's a lot smaller and, you know, we've, to make it look slightly more appealing, if we if we had scaled the PS3 version down to a PSP screen, the the main character, or your, your ship would be like, I don't know, five pixels by five <laughs> pixels. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's well, I do shit. have this V screen here from those folks in Ireland that uh, <laughs> magnifies the screen. How, how, how did that work, by the way? Uh, I reviewed it this week. It actually, in some instances, it actually did make, oh. like when I was playing a pinball game, it made like some of the lights on the table and everything actually look like they were floating a little bit. Oh, so, so in that instance, that. it actually did work, but <laughs> in other games like Gran Turismo PSP, it just it, it magnified it, and that was about it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but it did work in a few instances. I was I was quite honestly shocked. I'll just think, close my eyes and think back to GDC last year when I saw PS3 running 3D Gran Turismo, and that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that'd be a little bit better than what you're going to get from this thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't even know that stuff was going to be shown there. I walked past the Sony booth and thought, why is oh why is the screen oh shit uh, put on the 3D glasses and I was because I, I don't like Gran Turismo as a rule of thumb because it's too much simulation for me um, and the main thing right. puts me off is well the main thing puts me off is you, you don't get a, yeah it says it's meant to be feel like real but you don't get the depth perception so you can't really judge how far that corner really is away from you but when I stuck those 3D glasses on it was so good I was like okay I like this now um, ah. so it might change people's perceptions in things like Gran Turismo uh, it wasn't so much great in Wipeout to be honest with you but it was really nice in Gran Turismo. But that's a year ago almost now, you know, so it's... Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So things are even better now. I, 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 I don't know if Gran Turismo 5 is going to ship with um, uh, 3D or not. I wouldn't have thought so, but you never know. Well, I think I don't think anything's going to ship with it. I think it's just going to all have a patch ready to go once the uh, the 3D stuff comes through in the firmware. Yeah. Yeah. 3D TV. Go ahead and buy yeah, me a TV. Okay. Yeah, when's, when's, when's GT5 out? Nobody knows. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't the new one Fall 010? Well, that's what that dude in, um, like, I don't even know what country it was, but, like, the president of Sony in Ecuador or something said. But I, th- I think we're going to find out definitively at E3, which, isn't it last year at E3 when they said March of 2010? So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hang on. The Japanese version has been delayed for one month, so that means yeah. April. Which kind of points to me, says to me that they're looking for a worldwide launch in April. That's that's kind of what I see. Who knows? But I suspect, I suspect 3D might be supported by then. It's a very good possibility. I think it might hit before E3, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously it's working with at least five or six games that we've seen already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, we, I mean, we actually, for a, a laugh, and I'm not doing giving anything away here. I actually spoke to the guys and said, "Look, can we get hold of the the, the SDK just to screw around with 3D?" Um, and I said, "You can do, but you can't actually have unless you can afford five thousand dollars for a TV. You're going to have to do the do the code, <laughs> do a build, send the build to us, and we'll test it for you and tell if it's right or wrong." So, Holy oh, okay. crap! So. <laughs> 
it's 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 down to more hardware in the TV sense availability rather than code availability. I think. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling those TVs are going to be very affordable by the end of the year, though. As much as they were pushing it at CES, uh, someone's oh, yeah. one of the Sony ones is three and a half thousand pounds, so about five thousand dollars. Yeah, that'll go. Well, I quick. don't. I don't know if that's one of the their um, organic LED ones. You know, the like eight millimeters thick one, right? Thick, so, so you know, who knows? Know. Who knows? I don't know if they're doing three D and OLED. I can't see why they wouldn't do. The only difference is the way the screen's lit. So true. Yeah, interesting. And if it yeah, is, it'll be a so much better picture. Oh. I actually started thinking like gravity crash in three D. That'd be kind of cool. Like have it just standing so. out and. Well, that's what we huh. thought. When we looked at, it, we thought because because one ah. One thing we did, which you may have seen at E3 last year, did we have the parallax scrolling backgrounds in then? Yeah, 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 you, you did. Uh, I'm pretty sure. We did. Because we, we, uh, up until about August, July, August, we had um, parallax scrolling backgrounds, silhouetted backgrounds like, we, like the static backgrounds are. Um, we decided to opt for static because it, it meant we could screw around with um, adding some structure to the caves and stuff. So it looked like the caves had a bit of depth to them in a certain shape and things. Right. Especially, especially underwater. So when you see in some of the levels, you go underwater, and so there's a, there's, yeah, it's black behind the tunnel where the water is, but suddenly there'll be a crack of light showing through. And it, uh-huh. yeah, it's completely implausible you'd see a planet showing through that kind of situation, but it just looked really cool. So we decided to, to um, lock off the parallax stuff. So oh, okay. what we thought, if we did the 3D, we would unlock the parallax stuff. So you'd have the 3D planet in the background, you'd have the stars and the shooting stars in the very background, you'd have the parallax, you'd have the static background, you'd have the foreground. And that's like five layers. And whilst <laughs> it's not going to be like Gran Turismo or Wipeout, you know, in terms right. of 3D gaming in your face, it just might be quite a cool little gimmick. Because, and it's because sort of, of you guys, I've been playing my Vectrex more lately. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> well, of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, it's really cool because I actually got a cart... <laughs> Um, because the people that owned uh, all the rights to Vectrex actually released all the games into the public domain. And somebody made a multi-card up, so it has every game ever released, plus games that weren't released, on one cartridge with a little menu on it. There's, I don't know if you guys have seen them in the States or not, but in the UK, there's a you can buy now um, an old analog joystick from the 8-bit days, um, which has got built-in Commodore 64 games in it. And this yeah. thing's got... This thing's got 99 games in it, and I don't mean really obscure, weird ones nobody's ever heard of. I mean, some of the ones I used to play as a kid. And I'm thinking, okay, it's literally a joystick you plug into your TV, and you've got your C64 in your hands. I'm trying to think. That's- Somebody that we know bought one of those. It might have been yeah. Terry. And it's only about $16 as well, and not, like, expensive. Yeah. So I, I yeah. often wondered if these things are legally licensed, or they're just trying to see what they can get away with before they get sued and shut down. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was that... There was yeah, there was that Commodore emulator for the uh, the iPhone for a while until it got yanked. Isn't that back out again? They plugged up the basic stuff. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it out. was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I'm sorry, I'm going to get off the bandwagon now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and this is a good way to, to start up on, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this new project coming up? Well, uh, as, as most people commented before Gravity Crash was announced properly, um, we had a little project called Project V. Uh, some people called it, thought it was Project 5. Uh, but Project V, because the original game name was Vectoron, the, the new one we're going to call Project A right mm. now. Um, it's, think of 
it's it's a really it's 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 hard and easy to describe at the same time. It's basically it's it's a game that takes some inspiration from Tron um, in terms of the look of it, visual style. Okay. Um, but it's it's a music game in terms of you know, syncing music and beats and stuff. Huh. You know, so you uh, uh, without giving too much away on it, the, the, the there's a grid. Uh, and on that grid, each section of the grid is made up of um, uh, obviously four lines because it's a square shape. Um, and each line sure. represents four beats to the bar. So if you can hit the buttons on the beats at appropriate times, you build up bonus multipliers and stuff and get cool weapons and things. You know, I mean, and typically for us, it, it, it's filled with particles. And we can't do a game without <laughs> particles. Um, so we, want, we just want to do something which is quite quick turnaround. I mean, we started on it, we started talking about it about four months ago, okay. um, and we started properly working on it second week in January, and we're pretty much finished with the gameplay now. Holy crap. Wow. Uh, yeah. We've got, the. I mean, literally, literally, we've got builds we can play fully now. The only thing we've got to add into it to finish off really is, is to get the visuals right and get the audio done. And then finish building levels for it. It's we expect, we hope to release it at the end of March ourselves. Oh, um, wow! Yeah, wow. so that's that, that. That's the big plan. I mean, it might all go shit shapes and come out never. Uh, but <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we, we're, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty lucky with it. It's it's come together really quickly. Uh, Alex, that's designed it. Um, we were just speaking about stuff on the phone one night. I say you want to do something which is really basic gameplay, but not that basic. But it only required the shoulder buttons on the PSP. So, you know, great for the go. Don't bother opening the go up. We're right. hoping as well that as soon as you press X from the X and B to run the game, you'll only ever use the shoulder buttons from then onwards. So as soon as you press X to boot up, you can shut the, the, the thing closed. And away you go. So hmm. mainly because... Uh, uh, and then this isn't to criticize it, the PSP Go too much, but for p- people with larger hands, it's not the most comfortable thing to play on when it's open up. Very you true. Gotta, you got, you got to cramp your hands together. Whereas the original PSP, because it was this, the buttons are each side of the screen, it was it felt more natural to hold. Um, so with the Go, we wanted something which is you could just shut the thing up and hold it like an iPhone or something, and just you know use the shoulder buttons. Yeah. So that's what we've done. That's that's one thing I really like about playing um, Pinball Heroes on the go is after you say play game, you know you can close it up and just play the game yeah. with, with the uh, shoulder buttons as well to launch the ball. You hold both down, let one up, that kind of thing. So yeah. th- th- I I love the fact that you guys are doing that. Well, it, it literally is this, this. There's three controls. It's left button, right button, or both buttons together. Um, that is it. Nice. You know, it's um, other uh, things to, to which we're, we're saying people what the game is not. It's not a shooter. It's not a platform game. It's not Loco Roco. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a, it's a 3D style, top down, obscured to the right a little bit, vectorized, but not, not vector like Gravity Crash Vector, but you know, it's, it's lots of grids and squares and stuff and sure. particle things. But that's, that's pretty much where it ends So, in, ter- in terms of similarities to Gravity Crash. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's very. I mean, I said the main aim for it. I said was something simple and something cheap we can just throw out there to the the public because there's there isn't enough cheap stuff out on, on um, minis yet. And yeah. if we can do it for like a, a dollar fifty or whatever price, then we'll be happy. And hopefully the guys out there in PSN land will, will just buy it. 
you know, yeah. like like I the game so. and think and think they're not thinking, oh god, I've just spent ten bucks and wow, that was way expensive. Like some people have said, <laughs> you know. So it's just like, yeah. One thing I think one thing that kind of hurts the minis sometimes is that I noticed on the store they never show screenshots of the, of the minis titles on the store. Well, yeah. they, don't, they don't show screen title, screenshots of any games on the store, do they? Uh, they do some. You have to go over to the right and then scroll down and you'll see them. But um, for the minis titles, I haven't seen one that yet must, that they that do. That must be a U.S. store thing they do because they don't do it here in the U.K. Huh. Hmm. If you want to see screenshots, you have to go to the, the web version of the store and, and click on it and go to the web page that has about the game on it. But sure. you, we might, you might get the icon big on the left-hand side of the screen in the store, and they go, oh, look, it's a picture of the game, maybe, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Could so. be. Yeah. Take the gamble. <laughs> I like yeah, that so you want to release it so cheap, though, because I've been really disappointed with some of the pricing on the minis. Well, I, I mean, you, you guys will know that um, somehow my name has ended up in two minis games already without me even doing anything in eight years. <laughs> Um, yeah. But the, 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 I spoke to guys who did that and said, why did you release it at the top price? And he said, because there's nothing else out there and we can. Ah, like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if, ever, if all other developers are doing the same thing, I mean, there's, there's a couple of games which have been on iPhone and they're like twice the price on minis. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, why? You know, in some yeah, respects, there's no the, reason. Kit, the kit's cheaper for you to get for minis. You know, I think a lot more people are a lot more apt to uh, take the plunge on like a dollar game or a dollar fifty than something yeah. that's three or four dollars, and I, I think that's evidenced by what we've seen on the iPhone and, and so many games yeah. out there that are like ninety nine. They'll drop the price to, of a game from like four bucks or whatever to ninety nine cents, and I'll even grab it to try it. My out. My phone is full of games that I bought only because they were a dollar. Like I wouldn't have had yeah. much interest in them otherwise, but I just bought them because they were a dollar. I did the same yep. thing on Steam when they have those sales. Or like it's ninety percent off, and I've heard that well, that actually benefits the the publishers a lot. I mean, I bought last week. I on a whim, I bought Doodle Jump on iPhone because it's ninety nine cents, and I'm, I was thinking, okay, this is so simple, um, and it's cheap, but it, it's addictively simple. And mm, you know, from I what I've haven't you check out Doodle Jump? It's crazy. Okay. All, you, all it literally is is a little springing doohickey of a character which jumps vertically on platforms and you literally you tilt the iPhone left to right to tilt him left to right when he jumps okay. and you, you just got to see how high you can jump up on these random platforms that come up ah. you get some platforms with springs on them and you spring like four screens high but the, the way it catches you out is if you drop off this, the platform and fall down and the bottom of the screen comes back on again everything, all the platforms that go off the bottom of the screen get erased so if you Fall a little bit. That's it. Game over. Huh. Like to mm. But you know it, it, that's come down, and apparently, guys made like a six-figure sum from it or something stupid. Wow. So, oh wow! Yeah. Um, so I have a piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, definitely. You know. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, I want you guys to get me a T-shirt which has the words "infatigable edge of Togo hype" on it. Oh jeez! <laughs> Someone's right. been reading Twitter. I'll work on that. Yay! <laughs> there you go, four and one. How about that, suckers? That's uh, that's pretty impressive, <laughs> sir. And I'm not going to say Dick Splash. Oh shit! I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the other word was. So I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> wow! Damn you, Twitter! Don't. Oh! 
All right. Well, uh, I think we've taken enough of your time, uh, but you know, we wanted to try to get an update on the on the PSP game, and also, mm-hmm. you know, since you're going to be making that announcement on Wednesday, and the show comes out Thursday, it was uh, great yeah. that we got to talk about your new project a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we'll do is, I mean, we're we're going to do so bi-weekly dev diaries and stuff on the on the website for it. Um, That's awesome. We're, we're excited about it because it's. We've literally got two people working on it, you know, um, and it's all we need. We don't need to have a team of ten, so sure. it's hopefully it's, you know it's, people are going to like it. It's, it's it's fairly simple. It's a pick up and drop game. It's all about getting high scores. It's not about achieving, you know, something massive. It's you, you'll get high scores and how many levels you can get into the game and stuff, you know. And oh, I think to say as well, it's actually it's some of the puzzles are they're, they're all geometric based, so geometric shapes everywhere and stuff. Huh. At each level's construction, so that'll, that'll hopefully be fun to play. And the nice thing, we've, we've done a bit like what Flo's done. So when you start taking away parts of the level you're on, you'll see the next level below you. Oh, so cool. You can, uh, so, so cool. you can see the nightmare coming up. But also some, nice. of the levels, yeah, some of the levels have got spaces in them before you start them. So in a couple of cases, you can actually see four or five levels down. So you can go, oh. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh, it's getting closer. No. <laughs> well, if there's one thing our community likes, it's score chase. So this might actually do pretty well with us. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty much what it's about. It's about score chase and how far you can get. So it's not about Very cool. collecting gems or collecting nodes or collecting artifacts. It's literally just get score, get see how far you can get. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. make sure you call into the uh, live show at the end of the month and give us an update then. Oh, you have to yeah. email remind me when it is, and I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you Mark should know what it is. The, yeah, but it's four o'clock in the morning again. No, guys. no, no. We're oh, doing no. it. Uh, we're doing it during the day so that people in Europe can listen. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're starting I'll, at two in the afternoon mm-hmm. here. So it's eight eight at night uh, out in Europe. Now you so have to. I'm there. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> like you, like you need to give me an excuse to talk. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, sir. Well, we will talk to you again very soon, and thank yes. you again for taking the time out of your uh, out of your weekend to talk to us. No, no, not a problem, guys. Not a problem mm. at all. Cool. All right. Well, make sure you check out Gravity Crash on the PS3. It's still out there, guys, and uh, look forward to the PSP version as well. Well, as usual, it was just an absolute treat having Stuart on the show with us, and uh, he's definitely welcome back anytime. Like I said, I, I just love talking to the guy. Uh, we had a big Twitter conversation going on today for like two hours, too. So uh, what, what he wanted to make sure is that we – they were actually going to post it on the website today, today, Wednesday, when we're recording, and they had some website problems, but he wanted to make sure that we had the info to talk about. So a little bit more, uh, the, the first game that he talked about in the interview is called Vector Beat. Uh, V-E-K-T-A-R and it's actually in a series called Vectar so they're going to be doing a series of I don't know if they're all PSP minis or if it's going to kind of you know spread out over the different platforms and whatnot but uh, that's pretty much all I have for now uh, the first game does sound really cool he's actually hoping to get us some stuff on it in a couple of weeks so we can take a look so I don't know if it's going to be nice. screenshots if it's going to be a build or something like that but uh, yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it, it, so- it sounds pretty fun so I love the hell out of that low price point because well, I don't understand awesome. why people are pricing some of these minis the way they are. Well, it was funny because I told when when Stuart sent me all this today, I was on IM with Andrew over Joystick, and I told him about it. And I said we talked to Stuart on Sunday; it's going to come out on the show tomorrow. And I told him, I go, he's trying to hit a price point of like a dollar, a dollar fifty. And Andrew goes, I would, 
I would buy that anyway. He goes, I would just impulse yeah. buy that for that price. I'm like, exactly. That, yeah, that's exactly it. I'm, there, I can't even tell you how many iPhone... I mean, I mention it when we're talking to him. I, I can't even tell you how many iPhone games I've impulse bought at a dollar. Exactly. Yeah. Even me, I've done that a few times too. And I, it's... When, when we heard about the minis thing, I think a lot of us were thinking, oh, it's going to be like the uh, you know iPhone app store. There might be some clunkers in there, but for a dollar, it's kind of a gamble. And also, all these games yeah. are coming out at you know four bucks, EA at, at eight bucks for a few games. It just, it well, really kind of. The iPhone port games are the ones that kill me, where they're double the price they are on the iPhone. Yeah, exactly. It, it's really frustrating. So I'm, I'm glad to see that somebody's kind of taken the helm to try to get those prices down to where, where they are on the iPhone app store and, and you know, kind of show people that, that it can work. Uh, yeah, another one I that I want to... you and I, you yeah. and I need to make a PSP Mini. <laughs> and we should uh, charge a dollar for it. What, what's it going to be? It's going to have to have a minecart in it. I mean, that's well, obvious. it's going to be a Torgo and Savory's minecart jamboree. Ooh, this sounds interesting already. I'd buy that mm-hmm. on the t- title alone. We just need to. Well, hey, NeoGaf's making a game out of a meme, so like we can. That's do it true. Too. That's true. Now, of course, we need uh, coding skills. If we have any, uh, if anybody wants to volunteer to code a game for us, email us at podcast at psnation.org. <laughs> we already have the title. That's all you really need. That's it's. Yep. It, I mean, half of video games is marketing anyway. Wish Sony would figure that exactly. out. Exactly. But- that's true (laughs) now while we're talking about psp minis i also put another post up on our website a couple days ago Uh, our friends over at half brick studios are bringing out a new game in february and it's called zombies oh no wait what's it called age of zombies and it's got zombie dinosaurs (laughs) and really cool it looks like a cool little game it looks like almost like a smash tv type thing i don't know but uh there's a, a great trailer and some screenshots over on the website check it out the funny thing was um the press release actually said November of 2010. And I wrote him back and I go, November, that's quite the development cycle for a PSP minis title. And he wrote back and he goes, no, 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 February 25th, February 25th. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks really cool. I think it's going to be uh, five bucks, but uh, it looks like a fun game. So I might actually take the, di- take the, uh, the plunge on that one. But uh, yeah. Our, our thanks once again to Stuart. Uh, dude, he's got to come. We should like do a monthly thing with Stuart. Even if he doesn't have a game coming out, he can regale us with stories in, in the past of all of his years in game development. I like that. A moment with Stuart. A moment with Stuart. There we go. Uh, well, I think we're going to talk about what we've been playing, huh? I think so. Why don't you go? You probably only have like two things. Actually, I got a bunch this time. What? <laughs> yeah, I finally had time to play some games. Uh, first up, I'll start with irrelevant PlayStation-related things. I played the Dynasty Warrior Strike Force demo, uh. and I actually cannot wait to get my hands on the copy for review, not the 360 copy that I currently have in my hands, but the <laughs> PS3 one. Uh, I, I like the Dynasty Warrior series and all its spinoffs, and I played the demo of this one when it was on PSP, but I didn't really... I never bought it. I never game played it either. I didn't like the controls that much on the PSP one, but I was having a lot of fun with the demo of this. It's essentially, it's still dynasty warriors, but then they like mix in some dragon ball Z. So your character can do like the super powered up form where right. it expands your combos and you can basically, f- you can't really fly, but you can like jump and air dash constantly. So it's, it's like dynasty warriors extreme, except they already had a spinoff called extreme legends. So it's strike force. But it, it's, 
I don't know. I think it's fun. It like it it it's not like the games were ever that serious. They whoa, were, whoa, wait, 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 wait. It's not a bowling game? Oh. I wonder if there's a mini game. I heard Strike Force and I thought it was a bowling game with Dynasty Warriors. Wow. Well, you're knocking down armies of dudes like bowling pins, so I guess it kind of Ah, nice segue. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was fun. You have to like the Dynasty Warriors kind of thing. It looks like there's this whole like crafting subsystem where you can make new weapons and stuff and you can actually equip your your guys with different weapons so i'm looking forward to it this isn't going to be a game for everybody i don't think but it's got online co-op i don't know if that actually applies to the campaign stuff or if it's like a special mode but i am eager to find out all right uh other than that i actually i downloaded the aliens versus predator demo <laughs> hey so never did I. even bothered I never bothered to fire it up because everybody was having so many problems trying to find an online game. Well, see, that makes me the so. sucker because I actually tried it. Did you? Yeah. I, I'll try it because I'm really curious about it. Or maybe I could download the 360 one because apparently that works. No, actually, Ooh. they're having problems on that one, too. Not as many, right. but they are having problems. People were tweeting yeah. about it, too. Yeah. And the PC Sega. one is problem problematic as well. Jeez. Thanks, Sega. I should have queued that yeah. one up. Damn it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it did play more Gravity Crash. Nice. Which is always good, and people need to fucking buy that game. I, I agree. Wanna, I don't want to hear any excuses about, oh, it's the same as Pixel Junk Shooter, because it's not. Pixel Junk all. Shooter is a puzzle game. Gravity Crash. It really is. Is way different. Uh, I finally beat Mass Effect 1 after trying for, what, like the past four weeks? <laughs> 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 I clocked in at like 27 hours, I think, which wow. isn't that much. It's just kind of shows how little time i've had for it and just playing it little snippets great game though uh my biggest gripe with it is that the story is great the story missions are great the side missions are crap and the inventory and loot system is really crappy too mainly because you just get too much like you're constantly picking up new stuff but when you pick it up it doesn't tell you what the stats are on anything and the names are so kind of obtuse that you can't really compare it to what you've already got. Like they go by number grades on like different manufacturers, but nothing's ever memorable enough really to tell what the difference is between the manufacturers. And even if you get like, say like a number six in a weapon, it may actually be worse than a number five for in a different manufacturer. Huh? So then you have to go like, I swear, like Probably a third of my time in that game was just going into the inventory to figure out what I had and like reequipping stuff. Oh god, that sounds painful to me. If, after a while, it just got ridiculous, and you have the option of turning your stuff into Omni Gel, which is like this universal tool that you can use to like. There's like a little hacking mini game when you want to unlock something or like hack a terminal. Sure, but you can use Omni Gel to just bypass that or to repair like your vehicle. So you can turn turn stuff into that. After a while, I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care what I got. I just <laughs> kept turning it into Omni-Jill. <laughs> well, it's also but, a good lubricant. Ew. Uh, anyway, game ends great. I did fire up Mass Effect 2 for like an hour or two. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it so far. And they've really changed the game. And I think you would like it. Because they... Bah. No, they dumped the inventory system completely. There's like no inventory system anymore. You basically can select your character's armor when you're in, like, or if there's like little kiosks where you can go and like change your armor. Sure. And then before you do a mission, you like can pick your weapon loadout. There's, you now have ammo clips, which you didn't have in the first one. 
but uh there's no more like there were weapon add-ons in the first one that would give you like fire shots or ice shots and that kind of stuff sure that's gone like your character powers now take the place of that like you can you can pick powers for your character that will affect the bullet type but they've also like just completely like halved the number of powers you get instead of this huge spread of skills you can get sure there's just like half a dozen maybe and there's only like four tiers that you can go up instead hmm. of incrementally like pumping it up to like 20 now there's like four and you just have to save up your skill points as you level to do it it's much more mission based i'm really early in it but they've really emphasized the action more than the rpg stuff it's still got the same dialogue system the first one had which is good so i don't know i think it's great and if it does come to ps3 i highly recommend it sure uh I played more Tatsunoka versus Capcom on the I, Wii. I gotta go pick that up still. <laughs> yeah, you do. I was playing Silent Heat Ashura, and it actually ran pretty damn smooth, because he's like in... Wait, shit. Is he in Ireland or Scotland? He's gonna kill me now. Oh! Just don't say anything bad about hockey. Somebody might take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Ireland. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> You're so dead. I know. Uh, but it ran really smooth doing that. Uh, other than that, I'm still button mashing the hell out of the game. I just got to sit down in the training mode and actually figure some combos out so I'm not like winning matches by the skin of my teeth. I also bought Blaster Master Overdrive on Wii, which came out on WiiWare this week, much to the surprise of everyone, because they announced it, I think, what, the day before it came out or something? Yeah, well, yeah, because Victor had said more stuff is coming, and then he didn't really elaborate, and all of a sudden, oh, by the way, tomorrow this is coming out. What? Yeah. So if you're old enough to remember Blaster Master on the NES, it's like half remake, half reimagining of that. And it's fucking awesome. Well, I shouldn't say it's fucking awesome. I haven't played enough of it to determine if it's fucking awesome. But it's good. I actually have the original NES game. So and I loved it. I I can't remember if I had that one or if I just rented it multiple times. I think I might have had it. So I haven't played it in years, and I don't remember that much of it, but what I do remember, this feels a lot like it. They've just refined it. The graphics are kind of like new age 16-bit, so it's all sprite-based, but then they've got you know, the special effects like transparent fog and all that kind of thing. It doesn't look as good as, say, like the Konami Rebirth games on WiiWare. Right. And my biggest gripe is the control because they didn't put classic controller support in it. What? You can only use yeah, only use the Wiimote like a Nest Pad. Why that does would anybody do that anymore? Why? I don't know. And like the gaff threat was funny because people were pissed and Victor Ireland's like, Well, give me some examples of WiiWare games that have been patched and I'll take it back to Sunsoft. <laughs> um why does it, it any? Really why a, do they make any game that doesn't support at least I don't know. the Wiimote and the classic controller? It makes no effing sense whatsoever. Yeah, I I don't get it. I really don't because the vehicle portions are fine because you don't really have to hit the other stuff. But when you're in the overhead portions where your little dudes running around, the B button, the trigger oops, on the back of the Wiimote is what you have to hit to strafe. What? So you're like, you got the claw thing going as you're trying to hit that. And then the A button, not the one and two buttons, but like the A button over by the D-pad is the one you hit to switch weapons. You know what? I might skip this. Seriously. I was going to get it, but now hearing this, 
it's I, still playable, but it's a pain in the ass. And the funny thing is, though, I read, I think it might have been on NeoGAF, somebody said, if you're having trouble hitting the B button, put it in the the Mario Kart steering wheel, because that actually makes the B button easier to hit. <laughs> huh. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I think I do have that somewhere still. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah, but uh, speaking of WiiWare, I also played more of that Castlevania Rebirth, which is really, really good. Yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm playing my Wii so much more than I am my 360. I think I like it better. <laughs> well, that's because... Uh, I don't want to get into it. Nah, it's not worth it. Nah. Anything uh, else? Did I play anything else? Oh, yeah, um, as I've... <laughs> more Wii stuff. As I've been eagerly anticipating Sheer and the Wanderer on Wii, which the release date was yesterday, Tuesday... But nobody has it in stock yet. I have it pre-ordered on Amazon, and it hasn't even shipped yet. Fuck you, Amazon! So, I know. I think it's more of a, this game didn't even get shipped to Amazon until the release date. Jeez. So they're saying I'll have it by Friday, but I'm not positive. But uh, in my anticipation, I've been checking out more iPhone roguelike games. Sure. And I was playing one called Sword of Fargal, which is apparently a remake of an old Commodore 64 game that I've never heard of. Sounds really but familiar. It's, it's it's really nice. They did a good job remaking. It. I think it was five bucks on the App Store. But uh, it's I don't want to say a roguelike light because it's still pretty hardcore. But it doesn't do a lot of the stuff a roguelike does. Like I don't think you have a dwindling food supply to keep feeding yourself. But they did a really nice job with the graphics because it's all it's still tile based. But they actually use OpenGL to create three D dungeon walls. But they do it so subtly as like you move around, you just see like the camera angle changing slightly so you can actually see the wall huh. on the 3D portion of it. And then they have like 3D fog effects that cover everything. Like the sprites aren't animated or anything, but they're they're kind of cutesy but drawn nice. And I like it. It's actually pretty cool. I recommend it. Right. Until huh. Sharon comes out. <laughs> and then it's over. Yep. <laughs> I think that about does it. All right. Uh, I actually didn't play a lot of different stuff this week. It was just a lot of a few things. Uh, so, of course, number one, Pinball Heroes on the PSP. I got a new high score. I don't know how close I am to Omni Laws. I think I'm only, I'm pretty close, actually, I think, on the uh, high velocity bowling table, which, again, if you're going to get Pinball Heroes, you don't want the whole four pack. Definitely get the high velocity bowling one. It is addictive as all hell, and it's really tough to master, but man, is it good. And uh, the Uncharted one's actually really good as well. Uh, SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3, played a lot of that, but we'll be t- I'll be talking about that in my review. Finally found it, had to look at two different places to find it, but uh, for our MGC rematch, uh, a rematch from the Welcome to the Goo live show from a few weeks ago, found a copy of NFL Blitz 2000 for the N64. Uh, it was kind of funny, too. I got it home, and the damn thing didn't want to work, so I was a little pissed off. But mm-hmm. luckily, my Doc's cartridge cleaner that I still have, my little package <laughs> with all the different all the different cleaners and everything, uh, cleaned it right up, and it worked. So I've been playing that, uh, practicing up for uh, for Scott and Joel to you know take those bitches down like they should be. Uh, also, uh, especially Saturday morning, a few times, but Saturday morning got on and played a ton of the Battlefield Bad Company 2 demo with a bunch of uh, VG Evoers online. And my God, this one level demo, I've probably put eight hours into. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is so good. Uh, now, I found out that I actually am getting a tax return, so I am going to be buying a new video card for my PC so I can play this on PC as well. But, uh, my God, I cannot wait. It's it's so much fun. And it's another one like MAG, where if you've got a really good squad, now the squads are smaller, but if you've got a good squad or even two that work together, you can just dominate. So, uh, yeah, loving it. Oh, there go the fire trucks. Uh, also, <laughs> that was kind of weird. Also, uh, I picked up Hustle Kings for for PSN. It is a uh, it's a pool game. So uh, we we got to play it at E three. We didn't know when the hell it was going to come out. Finally got out in the U S. Uh, very well done. Gorgeous graphics. Uh, exceptional visuals. Also, I love the fact that they put custom soundtracks on because, quite frankly, when I'm out playing pool, I mean I've been in pool leagues almost my whole life except for the last couple of years. You've got the jukebox going, man. So it's it's great. It, it custom soundtracks has to be in this game. Uh, the one thing I found out though is if you're playing online, I haven't played online yet. But if you're playing online, apparently there's no voice chat. What the fuck? Hmm. What the fuck? How in this day and age do you not put voice chat in your game? Really? Hmm. So uh, no, but uh, playing a little bit. The only thing I'm having a problem with still is reading the the bank shots. So I'm still trying to learn the bank shots on uh, on their interface, but uh, very well done. They do a really good job of the feel and uh, making sure that you have, you know, a smooth shot, everything else. Uh, so they, they've really put a lot of time into it. I'm very happy with it. Uh, like you, played a, a little bit more Gravity Crash. I need to actually, I'm, I'm planning on maybe hunkering on Saturday and doing a whole playthrough on the game finally uh, because I played that early version so much and there really wasn't a finish to it, I don't think, but... Uh, I just got to sit down and hunger and finish the damn thing. Um, also went back and played some Heavy Rain because I wanted to try a couple things for the review. Uh, again, I'll be talking about that in the review. And last but definitely not least, uh, playing a buttload of mag. They've actually been posting some some kind of hints and tricks things for the different modes up on the PlayStation blog this week. Uh, some people from Zipper Interactive posting videos. I haven't watched them all yet. Uh, we're still waiting on the one for Domination, but it's kind of cool to get some insight into some things, so I'm going to try to finish those. I think I'm up to level 27. We've got people in the in the clan that are already up to 60, which is the top level already. It's just, it's insane. I, I can't believe what people are doing with this game. But uh, yeah. especially last night, I was kind of sucking for a while. And then, like, one time I was a squad leader, I didn't realize it, so I wasn't giving anybody any orders. I felt like shit. I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Because, I mean, that affects everybody's points at the same time. So I, I really felt bad about it. So uh, we were on another one where we had to basically hold a bunker down, and we have the anti-air behind us. And I was the squad leader in that one, and we were kicking major ass. I mean, we held that bunker essentially the entire round. And... You know, we were running back to repair the anti-air if they blew it up, that kind of thing. And I ended up getting MVP bitches. So I was I was all excited and everybody's laughing at me. I'm like, MVP, woo! So, <laughs> but I got like more, you know, four more trophies last night. And uh, some people saw those Yo. on Facebook. Yo! And uh, yeah, I, Mag, man, I'm telling you, it is just so great when you're playing with people that you know. And uh, Omnilaw and I were talking today about, I wonder if there's a way that we can get that we could get like two squads going and meet up. And I'm like, I don't think there's a way you can do that yet. Like to actually try to find another squad and meet up with them in the lobby area before you start the game. It'd be cool, but I don't think there's a way to do it, but uh, we've just got an awesome crew running in the clan right now. So uh, some really tough, yeah, it's, I mean, you talk about your, you know, you're playing your mass effect Two and blah, blah, blah. I've got my own RPG. I've got my, I've got mag. Because <laughs> I'm worried about my upgrades right now. I'm like, oh, should I 
should I put a new scope on my LMG or should I do this or should I do that? And sure you don't want White Knight? No, I don't really want it. No, that's right. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with Mag. And I really want to get some time with Mag before um, uh, MLB 10 hits because I'm going to be spending a ton of time with that. And, you know, we've got all these other games, Yakuza 2 or Yakuza 3. Yakuza 3. And actually, I haven't played it yet, but I threw it oh. into the system. I picked up Yakuza 2 this last Saturday, too. So Did I finally you? picked it up. Yeah, I found it at the same place I got Blitz 2000, and I threw it in just to watch the like the opening and everything. So I, I actually kind of want to get some hands on with that this week too. Uh, that was really a new story play. we forgot because they announced all the pre-order stuff for Yakuza Three today. Ah, uh, crap. That's Sorry. okay. You can look it up on the PlayStation blog. Yeah, I was. I had a very tough day at work today, so I really couldn't pull any news or anything. Yeah. Um, oh, and while we're talking about that. Uh, we have secured the MLB 10, the show interview. I don't know what day it's going to be on yet, but there is a thread on VG Evo to put your questions. You can also email us questions to podcast at psnation.org. I will be doing the MLB 2K10 interview uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, uh, but we're going to hold that until the one show. We're going to probably make the show that's releasing. We're going to release the show a day early uh, on the week that we do the live show. So I think the show is going to be out on the 23rd that week on the Wednesday, and that's going to have both baseball interviews in it. So uh, And hopefully I'll even be able to do re- review the, sh- the game by then. I'm not sure, but uh, it depends on when we get the review copy. So, yeah. Uh, I'll review it. Yeah, oh boy. But, uh, yeah, um, it, it's it's... I'm telling you, to go back to Mag, I, I'm just freaking loving the game. I, there's these little things that we want fixed, and I've actually been kind of keeping a running list. And uh, But, man, they're, they're really, it's just so damn solid. It's so well done. I know I hyped it last week, but god damn, I love the game. <laughs> and it's not just me. I mean, we have a lot of people rolling in Mag. We have a lot of people rolling in Mag. That's so good that it lives up to it though, because you weren't quite sure if it was going to. I think a lot of us were a little worried, and and I like I said, I think that that beta was a great way to make this game so much better, and it I, it was so fun to see it from version to version, and and how much better it got every time, and the fact that the game came out and it, it's just rock solid, and it's so much fun to play as a squad. I mean, we all work together, and when we do, we kick major ass. And just to see some of the strategies people are using also, it's just it's amazing to see some of the shit people are pulling. So yeah, I'm very, very happy with the game. So there we go. Word. Woohoo. All right, well I am uh, I'm dry. I need a drink, so we need to take a break. Sounds good to me. Alright, when we come back, reviews of SoCom Fire Team Bravo 3, White Knight Chronicles, and finally a review of Heavy Rain.
Okay, well, I have a beverage. Uh, I don't know if you notice this, Mark. I don't know if you go to the store very often, but uh, you know how we have Orange Crush and Strawberry Crush and everything? There's a Cherry Crush now, dude. Really? Oh, my God, is it awesome. It's almost as good as Joan Soda uh, Cherry. Hmm. It's Oh, God, is it good. And it's actually decent with vodka, too. Just not spiced vodka, like you know the stuff we had before. <laughs> you should mix that with whiskey and make yourself a ghetto old-fashioned. Not a bad idea. I think I actually have some whiskey around, too. Actually, I might have some... I think I have a bottle of Kessler up here somewhere. So, there you go. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, uh, f- first game we're going to review, uh, I actually put a review up on the website as well, but SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3 for the PSP. Uh, got a hold of it early, which is awesome, because I really got some, some good quality time with it. Uh, for those that... that I mean, everybody knows what SOCOM is, but the Fireteam Bravo series uh, actually has a really good uh, single-player aspect to it as well. So you play as one player in the uh, in the squad of four, and you get dropped in, and basically you don't have any any backup whatsoever. So you, you're going through all these missions. I, think, I believe it's 12 missions, if I remember correctly. And uh, the control's a little different on the PSP because obviously you don't have two analog sticks. But uh, So what you do is you actually move around with your left stick, and that's also turning everything. So you're actually moving forward, back, turning left, or turning right with the stick. If you hold down the left shoulder, that's strafing. The right shoulder is actually to lock onto enemies, and to fire is X. Uh, circle is a couple of different things. You can switch your weapons by hitting left on the D-pad, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. So the control is a little bit different than what you're used to. Uh, pretty to me, I thought it was kind of a kind of standard fare for you know a third person action game, kind of like a siphon filter to a certain extent, but not as uh, stealthy and not as spyish as a siphon filter. Uh, but pretty spy-ish good, you know. A word? Uh, it is now. It, it's my word. I'm I'm taking it back. So, <laughs> um, You're gonna the, own that? Yeah, I'm, I'm owning it. Uh, the AI for your squad mates is actually pretty cool. And uh, it works really well. I didn't really have any problems with them getting stuck on anything or anything like that. They follow you really well. You can also use, uh, I think it's square to, or no, it's circle to, to order them to, like, you know, breach into a door or something like that. So I, I, I was playing it. And I was like, ah, oh, this, this is pretty good. You know, the graphics look pretty good for the PSP especially. I, th- I thought they looked really well done on the PSP. Uh, very crisp. Animation's good. I uh, saw a couple frame rate drops in like really really heavy action, but nothing that ever deterred from the gameplay. It never made it so bad that you're like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa! It's like a slideshow. Nothing like that. But where the game really turned around for me was Sony actually set it up so that we could play online with some other uh, reviewers. So the nice thing was it coincided with lunchtime at work. <laughs> so I snuck off to a conference room, connected up to our wireless, and, and played online. And I was blown away. I, I was literally blown away by the online, and I think that's the biggest selling point of this game. Uh, not only does it have all the all the online stuff that you would see in some other games, you know, there's seven different modes, like a deathmatch and those kind of things, but it has full four-player co-op through the main storyline as well. And this is with <laughs> full voice support. And the voice really? works really, really well. Uh, I was using the mic on my PSP Go, the other player. Well, I didn't get to play the co-op, but it is there, and, and from what I've heard, it works extremely well like the other online stuff did. Uh, when I was playing the online with these guys, and we were playing with some of the guys from Slant 6 as well, uh, voice worked wonderfully. N- really no lag, but of course, you got to remember, we were probably the only people online playing at the time. 
But uh, no lag to really speak of. It played very smoothly. The objectives were well done. The maps were great. I believe there's eight different maps in, in online, and uh, they're very diverse. Uh, there's one where you're fighting on an aircraft carrier. There's one where it was like the, this ruined castle or something out in, in the jungle and those kind of things. Very, very well done, and just a lot of fun. There's one where you have to protect your leader, and your leader can come over, and uh, if, if one of your guys is down, you can get go over by him and hit square, and, and you can revive him, that kind of thing. Uh, so great modes, too. They really put a lot of thought into them. Um, and to me, that's the selling point of this game is the online. It's, it's insanely deep. It even has clan support, and it's a portable game. So full clan support in the game. Uh, great that's lobby system. impressive. I, I I was blown away by the online because usually you hear online you're like yeah 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 I think Resistance Retribution really kind of showed us that they can do some pretty deep stuff. In my opinion, this goes way beyond what Resistance Retri- Retribution did for online, by far. Really enjoy playing it. Actually, I will be playing this online once it goes on. Uh, it's it's great because you know we had the timer set for like five minutes, so your thumb never really got sore from the from the analog that kind of thing. Uh, but controlled really well, and once you figure out the controls, once you're Used to not having a right stick to, to look around, it actually felt pretty natural. And a lot of fun. I mean, I even took first place in a, in a round one time, and this is against the, the developers, so I felt pretty good hmm. about myself. Uh, the other thing is you can... Act, oh, yeah, before I forget, one of the other things with controls, kind of like in SOCOM Confrontation, you can press up on the D-pad a couple times, and it'll actually zoom your view in. And when you're in that, your left analog will actually move your gun around. You won't be moving. You can hold down the strafe, you know, the left shoulder and you can actually move around while you're zoomed in a little bit. Uh, but you can also do that for more finite controls. So, uh, no, but uh, the online man is so good. And, and honestly, if you're looking for a game like this online that's on the go, I'm telling you, it, it, it is worth it. I don't know what the price is for the game. I think it's 30 bucks. I'm not sure. Uh, but man, it, online blew me away, and I would really like to play this the the co-op all the way through. To be honest, so if anybody gets this game, and they want to play some co-op, you know, look me up on the weekends on on VG Evo or if I'm on PSN or whatever, and uh, we'll see if we can hook up for a game. But uh, it's great because it's infrastructure. It's not even it, it supports ad hoc as well, but this full you know supports full internet connectivity as well. Uh, uses your PSN login, so you're logged in with your PSN account, and. Uh, I, I'm very, very, very impressed with it. So uh, I gave the game a B plus. I thought there was room for improvement a little bit. Uh, one thing I would have liked to have seen, I actually finally took the plunge and synced my an old 6-axis up with my PSP Go over Bluetooth. And I've been playing the single player with that because it's just easier on my thumb with that analog. It would have been nice if they did something like Resistance Retribution for the single player, at least, where I could use like a twin stick control, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, I don't have a lot of knocks on this game. It's really solid. I mean, like I said, I think the single player is kind of standard. It's really cool that they added the four-player co-op. It's. I also find it kind of funny that they did that on a PSP game when they haven't really done that on a PS3 exclusive game yet. But <laughs> for four-player co-op going through the main story instead of something, you know, like an offshoot. Uh, but I'm telling you, the online is deep, it's robust, and it's really well implemented. Uh, very, very impressed. So, B+. Very, very cool. nice job, Slant 6. Thumbs up. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, all right. Here come the hate. Oh, I'm going to try my best not to hate. Uh, yeah. White Knight Chronicles... What is is this Sony's first self-published RPG on PS3? I think yes, uh, in in the United States at least. Yeah, in the United States, I mean. 
Yeah. Because was Folklore Sony or did somebody else publish that? I can't remember now. Oh, no. Sony published Folklore. Yeah. Did they? Yep. Okay. Well, this is more of an RPG than Folklore was. But anyway, White Knight Chronicles. Uh, You heard our hype and you heard my middling impressions of it last week. So here I am with my full review. I actually wrote notes for this. And I have both positives and negatives, and I'm going to try to emphasize them equally. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. (laughs) All right. To start out with, uh, the game actually starts out on a pretty positive note. If you let the the title screen go, it has a really nice intro story that kind of cuts together a lot of the cutscenes, and actually has probably one of the best music pieces I've heard in the game running with it, and it kind of pumps you up for the game. Yeah. And you start up, you create your character, and it has an insanely detailed character customization screen. I mean, you can customize everything, from like height, weight, like everything about the facial features. Um, like I was saying last week, the height and the weight don't get too extreme, because I tried to make a big fat guy, and he just comes off as you know, large, muscular guy. <laughs> um, right. and by large i mean six two you can't go over six two everybody in this game is freaking short for some reason but <laughs> uh, i don't get it but anyway then you get into the game uh yeah that's where kind of starts to fall apart for me the story is i i personally find incredibly dull it's not necessarily bad but it borrows from every rpg cliche in the book the characters i find pretty bland i don't think i didn't find any of them memorable i found some of them annoying and you're the guy you customize tags along with the characters as you go through story mode they don't exactly do a good job integrating him though because he's just kind of standing in the background for most of the the scenes yeah yeah and if like somebody is interacting with him, it it feels so forced because he doesn't talk. Yeah, he doesn't so talk. He just kind of makes these little motions, like ah, ah, ah. yeah, exactly. And it's just going, hey guys, I'm just standing back here. Don't mind me. <laughs> just call me Gordon I mean, Fre- Gordon Freeman. Yeah. It, it, on the one hand, it seems nice that they would try to integrate your custom character into it. On the other hand, it's so half-assed. I almost wish they didn't. <laughs> so the story itself is so basic. It's your You've got your plucky hero who happens along and like finds himself getting the unlocking the ancient key to the white knight to save the princess as the the kingdom's attacked and most of the game you're spent like chasing after the princess since like the bad guys kidnapped her and there's a whole backstory with like the white knight which is this gigantic suit of armor that you kind of transform into there's like five or six knights total i forget and like of course the bad guys have one of them you get other main characters that can transform into them is that a spoiler no okay so (laughs) it happens right away so if it is tough uh your character does not get to transform into the white knight which i was kind of disappointed by but uh you know considering the game's white knight chronicles but you know it is what it is sure uh voice acting is kind of a mixed bag i don't think they did a bad job but i don't think they had a lot to work with either and to be honest the cutscenes are so long and they're not exactly intriguing or enjoyable in my opinion Hmm. and i think it's it's mostly that for whatever reason they were done like very lengthy in japan so they had to fill it with pointless dialogue 
And it just, it comes off weird to me. And honestly, I started skipping them after a while. Wow. Which it kind of sucks because you are really lost story-wise if you skip them. Sure. But some of them are so painful and they have stupid humor. Like, I hate the little rabbit guys. Yeah. They're so whiny and just, they come, there's more later and they, ugh, irritate the hell out of me. (laughs) All right, say something positive. uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Hang in there. Um, your characters will chatter as you're running around the map, which at first seems kind of interesting because it, it gives more characters characterization to otherwise incredibly bland characters. But after a while, it just gets annoying, and it's kind of weird when characters that aren't in your party of three that are running around are talking. It I don't know, yeah. Especially after you get the full party, I it's just me. And Eldor has this weird drunken Obi Wan thing going on where he like mumbles all his lines, trying to be like all use the force. I told you use the force. Damn it! He just sounds really fucking weird half the time. It I don't know. I would have loved a Japanese language option in the game, but they didn't have one. But thankfully, like the the chatter with the characters that happens during like the map levels and stuff, you can turn off if you want to. Right. Graphically, it's okay. This was a really early PS one or PS one PS three game in Japan, wow. so the graphics are pretty much what you'd expect from an early generation PS three game. Yeah, I thought Not they looked. Bad. I thought they looked really good. It's just they didn't have that uncharted two look you know it, it still looked like a good mm. game it's just like you said first generation and yeah i don't yeah. think it was bad but it wasn't even the fact that it's not like up to snuff with today's stuff it it was just lacking a little bit i mean it was serviceable but not spectacular so nothing real bad music was kind of the same way nothing bad but i can't really think of anything too memorable either but at least it didn't grate on my ears right um, my biggest gripe with the story mode, other than everything I've mentioned so far, is that it's just slow. The gameplay is plotting. It takes so long to do anything. Uh, even saving games. Like, there is this weird, like, incredibly long save time every time you save the game. Yeah, I noticed I don't that. get it. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's what I did like, though. The combat system is actually really cool. It's very MMO-like where you're queuing up your actions. So say, you know, you pick your action and then you have like the little circle that fills up and then you do your action and then, you know, you pick your next one. And you can, as you level up, you select things from these skill trees. There's basically skill trees or pillars, however you want to call it, for all the different weapon types and then one for divine magic and one for arcane magic. And it's really neat the way you can do it. You can basically mix and match do whatever you want, build combos off of them. And the combos are the best part because as you like buy extra masteries, you can do up to like a five, five item combo, I think. Okay. And it, it takes, uh, your action chips. Oh, actually I didn't mention the action chips. This is the one part of the combat system. I'm iffy on because as you beat enemies with normal moves, like you have certain moves that are free, like the basic moves in each weapon, and as you kill enemies and stuff, you get action chips, and those build up. You can you have a finite amount, but it goes up as you level up. And your more powerful moves, or a mad like some of the not magic, you have MP for magic, but there's certain like special attacks that will infuse it with like an elemental property, or even your combos. Like they'll have action chip costs depending on how many moves you put in it, 
and then you spend those action chips. And if you transform into the white knight, that also costs action chips. Right. Now, th- my biggest problem, as much as I like the combat system, I don't think it does the single player any favors because you're as you're playing the main character, you're constantly like, do I save the action chips or do I use them? And it's just kind of weird back and forth with like saving them or using them or saving up to transform into the white knight and using them all up. Then you're stuck without them. And I don't know. The single player just ends up being a little tedious in that regard because you, you basically waiting on everything and that even running like from one point in a map to the other takes forever because you run into enemies and like the battle system is not fast. And when you're just, it's you and AI components, so you can switch to other characters, but if you don't bother to set up all their combat stuff, then you're kind of screwed. Okay. And I think that's, that's another problem I have with it is that there's so much like inventory management with it. Cause you, if you don't set up your, your actions as you like buy them in the skill trees, you won't have access to them. Same with weapons. If you switch to another weapon, and don't reset up your actions, you won't have access to it. I actually did that at one point. Bought my main character, like, a new weapon, forgot to change all the stuff. Like, accidentally got into a boss battle where I couldn't actually use it because I didn't have anything set up. But that brings another problem to light, is that the game is too freaking easy. I didn't have to do anything because my AI partners killed the boss for me. Holy shit. You can you can literally sit there and just mash the X button as your your thing fills up and like read a book or something. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> no, make a sandwich like you're doing an install. You, yeah, you, well, uh, yeah, I suppose you could. The the controller's wireless. There you go. Um, and it, I I hate to bag on the single player so much, and it's not horribly broken or anything like that. It's just all of this. I mean, it, it's not broken. It's just kind of boring and bland. And it was not an enjoyable experience for me. I know there's a lot of other people out there who have said they really liked it. They actually enjoy that it's like a simpler RPG. And I'm I'm surprised at myself for not enjoying the fact that it's a little simpler because like the Dragon Quest series is one of my favorite RPG series, and that's about as simple as you can get for an RPG. But there's right. something about this one, and I think it honestly it has to do with how slow paced and just I, like tedious everything feels to me. I want to hurry through it, but I can't because of the way the game is designed. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It, it's me. Like, I know not everybody's going to share that opinion of the single player. I mean, look at Zaku, loved the hell out of it. Yeah, no shit. And that's an and understatement. He was honest about it. Yeah. But if you look at a lot of the other reviews out there, there's, you know, people who are not really getting it as much. And I've heard that this, I haven't finished it. I'm somewhere in chapter six right now. But it's it's honestly becoming such a chore for me to play. I don't know if I'm gonna finish the story mode. Oh, you'll finish it. Uh, I don't know. And I, yeah, I've literally fallen asleep playing it, and uh, <laughs> I think that that mostly has to do with well, the fact I was playing it late at night, and the, the fact that the battle system is basically just sitting there mashing the X button, waiting for your move to go off. Now, as much as I'm bagging on, like I said, I like the combat system, but I like it because it's MMO styled and it works fantastically in the online. And the online is the saving grace for this game, especially for me. I think the online portion is fantastic. I think it's really what the game is all about. 
And you have no idea how infuriating I find it that the online is so tied into the single player because you need to play through the single player to unlock anything for the online. Not just to get to the online, which takes about an hour, but you need to actually play the online to buy the, the quest to unlock maps just to use, or you have to play the offline, I'm sorry, to unlock all that stuff to play in the online. And I think that is absolutely ridiculous. That's kind of poopy. It is. Even if the story was the story portion was stellar, you're still forced to play through however long the game takes to get through to play that. Right. And uh, that sucks. Yeah, I agree. That it, that it it really does. Cuz uh, I wanted to just jump into the online and I did and then we'd like finish the quest we had, so I had to go into story mode to like grind some more to get more stuff. Sure. And as we found out, uh, if you haven't gotten to like a certain map in the story mode and somebody has that quest unlocked, you can't join it because you haven't been there yet in the story mode. Yeesh. That, yeah, that was the other thing you told me about the other day, and I was kind of shocked by that one. I mean, even mm-hmm. Borderlands lets you in if you are if you have this huge disparity between the different levels. It's not a, exactly a fun thing when you're at such a low level compared to a real high, but you no. can still do it, whereas this one just like completely blocks you out. Yeah, and I think that really sucks. But like yeah. I said, I love the online mode. It's pretty easy to meet up with your friends. We had hit a couple snags like with the friend invites. Uh, you have you can enter a PSN ID, but you actually have to enter it in exactly. You can't do like all caps or all lowercase. You have to enter it exactly as that me? person's ID is. No, oh, God. and you can't pick them off a list. But it's it's actually not that bad. And uh, there seemed to be like a weird delay between people receiving friend invites. But once you have them in there, you can find them easily. Everybody's got their whole Giorama town, which I love. It, it's kind of a grind to upgrade your town and make it bigger and stuff, but it's actually kind of addictive, and I think it's a big plus for the online because it's fun. It, it's neat to make your own little town. The more stuff you put in it, you like get new townsfolk, but you have to like actually go into the online portion and go to the cities to recruit townsfolk. Right. You can build new houses and stuff. There's this whole crafting subsystem with your weapons and even like town pieces. Like you build new houses and items for your town, depending on like the crafting items you get from monsters. It, it like honestly, I find that kind of stuff really addictive. Addictive. It plays out like an MMO basically online. You've got your quests, um, and like I said, the combat system works great online. I don't know what like the big difference is between online and offline, but online you you know you're playing with people. You can chat. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. You actually have to worry about your stuff because offline, the AI pretty much spam heals you whenever. So you don't have to worry about dying most of the time. But online, you kind of you got to watch yourself or trust other people to do it. It just it plays well. I really okay. really like it. And like I said, it just sucks so badly that you have to go through the single player. And I know people out there are enjoying it. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not saying you're wrong for doing that. If you enjoy it, more power to you, really. Because I just, I don't. And I know the story picks up and whatever towards the end, but what fun is it if you have to slog through, you know... Plod through 20 hours, hours to get to the good part. Exactly. That that doesn't even seem fair to me. I've put, I think, 27 hours into the... No, that was Mass Effect. I put 25 hours into this so wow. far between online and offline. And as much as I like the online, I don't know how much I'm going to play because I uh, I don't like... Every time I play the story mode, I just think, I've got all these better games, and there's better games coming out that I could be spending time with. Sure. And VG Evo's got... We've got our White Knight Tuesdays, and I'll get on there to play, but 
I've unlocked a decent amount in the story mode now, and I'll probably stick with that as long as everybody's at a similar level for it with me online. I'm like guild rank three now, I think. Hmm. So I can get into some stuff. But I'll play online with people that way, but I don't know how much more I'm going to play outside of that. It's hmm. I love the online, but I don't think it's fair that you're required to go through the single-player stuff. I agree. I really don't. I agree. Yeah, it should have been completely separate. I mean, you have to like actually load your single-player game and then click the save point to get into the online stuff. Jeez. There's no... like online option at the title screen or anything i'm I'm wondering if part of that kind of comes from the fact that the online really wasn't it seems like the online was kind of an afterthought to a certain extent yeah you know what i mean where i, I well it sounds like when the game debuted in japan it was unfinished like they just yeah. shifted the story mode wasn't even done but they've gotten to the online portion to such a point that it actually feels like a major part of the game and i think it is like I said last week, I don't think it's fair that a lot of these big sites reviewed it without playing the online. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, there there were, and actually it was funny, uh, I think it was Greg Miller's review was like, I'm not really interested in the online, so I'm not going to review the game based on that. Even though he put the review up like an hour after the online went online. And that's that's bullshit in itself because he's supposed to be an objective reviewer. I agree. And experiencing all portions of the game, and he didn't. I mean, you and I force ourselves into certain certain things in games, that, and we're not even professionals. Yeah. Well, and speaking of objectivity, I recognize the single player as being average. Now, it does a lot of things that rub me personally the wrong way, to the point where I don't really want to play it anymore. But like I said, I don't fault you if you're enjoying it. and It's just that I personally don't like it but like i said i don't think it's broken by any means it's just average sure so but you know i was going to give this two separate scores one for offline and one for online but then i decided that's not really fair because the two are tied together so much right so i'm just going to give it one score as a whole and i don't know i just find the experience kind of lackluster overall but I do really enjoy the online and think they did an awesome job with it and really want to play it more. But like I keep saying, I'm just annoyed that I have to finish a single player to get the most out of it. Right. But overall, I give it a, a C plus. Oh, all right. Yeah. And honestly, I, I do not recommend it if you're only going to play the single player. If you're interested in multiplayer, just, you know, obviously be forewarned. You got to play through the single player to get everything or just try it before you buy it. All right. Well, uh, the review that I've been waiting so long to, to finally do and uh, finally get to, to, to tell everybody about this game, uh, Heavy Rain. You know, we, we got the preview disc a while back and we really couldn't talk about it to anybody and um, got <laughs> the full game. On. Yeah, and, we, and it was great because we got the full game and, and I really got a lot of time with it. And, um, you know, it, it was killing me literally not to be able to talk to, about it to people. And I'm going to try to stay kind of vague, and actually, this is probably going to be semi-short. I really put a lot of work into the written one to make sure it was completely spoiler-free, and this one will be spoiler-free as well. But it will be vague, uh, because one thing about this game is everything is tied together so tightly in terms of the mechanics, the story, even the visuals. Like, I can't even talk about certain visual cues or anything else. It's, it's, it's really tough to review this game and 
be spoiler free and not to ruin the experience. So I might even reference my written review a little bit just because, like I said, I actually did put a lot of time into it and I was having, I had like three other, three people uh, proofread it and I was all, I was all paranoid about this one. So the, uh, the story revolves kind of around four main characters um, and, and you can read kind of the semi bios in the review that I wrote. But, What's what happens is all four stories kind of start in their own spots, and and by the end of the game, if you play it in a certain way, they'll all tie together in a certain way. I, actually, I think any way you play through the game, they'll probably all meet in in, a, in one respect or another. Uh, but where the pull is with this game is th- it's all about choice. It's all about emotions. It's all about choice, and it's all about the decisions you make and what the what the outcome is because of those choices and when i talk about choices you know the 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 demo the limited demo came came out you know people got a hold of it and everything uh the full demo is actually out the day this show's hitting so on the 11th the the full demo is out and it's i think it's two scenes and it's two scenes that were on our preview disc as well uh so you'll see what we're talking i'm talking about a little bit here but uh there's one scene that's in the demo, so it's not a spoiler, <clears throat> but there's one scene where, well, I don't know if I want to talk about it too much because I think people are actually staying away <laughs> from the demo not to get spoiled either. So I'll just say a couple choices. Uh, there's, there's one scene where you're supposed to take a $50 bill out of your pocket and put it on the table. That, that's what you're told to do. And it was funny because even that little action, there's like three or four different ways to kind of have a different outcome from that. And it was funny because I was reading about the demo impressions on NeoGAF and this one guy's like, oh, I don't even put the money on the table. Whereas another guy's like, oh, I put the money on the table. When I was done, I picked it back up. I mean, just all these things that I never would have even thought about. And and people are finding all this shit. And that's like one little minuscule thing about this whole scene that takes place. So the way you do the dialogue, the way you, like if you get into a fight, you know, there's an outcome if... You just flat out win the fight, or if you start stumbling a little bit, all kinds of things. And and it's amazing to see all the different outcomes that can happen. And and just the, the amount of branches in this tree uh, that blows me away completely. Uh, I really did not expect to like this game as much as I did. Uh, I, I watched a bunch of videos of Indigo Prophecy. I thought the preview disc was really cool, uh, mainly for the story elements, because they ended it at a certain point where I was hooked. I was like, what's going to happen in the story? What's going to happen in the story? Because you're, you're still really guessing after those few chapters. And the story, I really thought, the, the writing in this is, it's like a film noir movie. And the writing I really thought was just solid all the way through. I, I honestly did. I, I loved it. I'm a movie fanatic, and this really felt like an interactive movie of sorts, an interactive story, interactive movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, that's kind of what they're billing it as, too, but aren't they? they? But somebody finally pulled it off, and that's what's so great about this. The storytelling is truly, truly outstanding. And No, I've... I- read an interesting comment from some other reviews and stuff. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. They, they, like somebody said, well, it sounds like a great movie, but then they, they came back with the reviewer came back with, well, actually if it was a movie, it would probably be crap. I don't agree. It's a game. It's compelling. I don't agree. And the funny thing is even what I got out of the game in terms of the story and, and you know, my reactions to certain things that happened in the story, could be very, very different for anybody else. Uh, 
it all depends on the decisions you make to get through the story. There's 20, 20 or 21 different endings to this game. And that's what's so funny about it is I think once this game is out and it matures a little bit, you're going to see some amazing discussions of this game. And it, it doesn't get all weird like Lost, and it doesn't get all sci-fi like Indigo Prophecy apparently did. It's it's a very grounded story, and it really f's with your mind. It's it totally screws with your head at points. Um, but the great thing about it also is they mix up the gameplay. It's not always you know we, Jeff. How many times do we hear from Jeff from Indus? It's just quick time events. It's not. And even the stuff that you would consider a quick time event is so natural feeling and the flow is so well done. It's not like some heavenly sword, you know, quick time event, quick time event. If you fail, you got to start over. It's all about action and reaction. So even if you hit circle to punch somebody or if somebody's going to punch you and you have to hit circle to block it and you don't do it in time because there's a little timer on it usually, um, what will happen is you might get punched, but you're still in the fight. But but the outcome of that is now all of a sudden the timers might go a little bit faster, or you're gonna have to press more buttons in the same amount of time. But is to try to fight back still a quick time event? It's just a branching quick time event. Kind of, yeah. It's still reactive. But the thing is, that's not the whole gameplay. That's one portion of the gameplay. You've also got other ones where you're walking around, as you'll see in the demo, as Norman Jaden. Um, looking for clues and and you're doing detective work uh you've got your branching dialogue actually kind of like i thought mass effect to a certain extent when i was watching you play mass effect it really seemed kind of similar and how you do the dialogue Mm -hmm. but also you know you hold down uh l2 at at certain points and it'll show you what's going through your mind and and you actually can kind of steer where your actions are going to go or where your mood is going to go by selecting a couple of those different choices. So it's all about emotion. And, 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 and the funny thing is they evoke an emotion in you and half the time you don't even realize it until after the scene's done. Like you'll actually start caring about an individual or you'll start getting freaked out by what's going on or, you, you know, the tension's really high and that's all done by screen cues, even by really, really subtle rumbles on the controller, all kinds of different things that they're doing. But it's, it, you know, the control's completely contextual, which means if it's your right hand, it's probably going to be circle, something like that, where it all feels more natural on, on the controller instead of X is always jump and circles always punch or something like that. And, it, it it's really tough to describe and, and something that you really have to experience. So I'm, I'm way off base, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's like I said, it's really tough to talk about this without spoiling everything. And, and that's my goal is to not, because you truly need to experience this game. And if you, especially if you love a good story and if you really like, like mysteries or thrillers or uh, if, if you're in, I mean, Somebody was talking about how it kind of reminded them of the old point-and-click adventures. At the most base level, maybe, but this is such an evolution past anything like that. Uh, Everything just feels right when you're playing it. There was no one moment in this game where I just said, there's no way I'm going to get through this, or there's no way that this can be done, or anything like that. It's just... It's natural feeling all the way through. And and the funny thing is, you know, you can kind of play this game the way you want to... Not only with the decisions you make, but also with 
how difficult you want the controls to be. There's it's kind of a difficulty setting at the opening when you get started where it says, "Well, I'm really comfortable with the with the controller," or "I'm not very comfortable with the controller." If you don't want as many button presses or as complex of movements, choose the one that says, "I'm not very comfortable with the controller," or "I'm kind of new to gaming," or whatever. Um, because I know on the harder levels, like instead of just pushing right on the right stick, for example, you may have to hold right and then do like a sweeping motion to the left, that kind of thing. So they kind of up the difficulty and up the tension a little bit by making the controls a little more complex, which I think is really cool too. It, it's 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 got that natural feel to it as well. So you know when when you're in a very tense moment, and David Cage actually talked about this, so I know it's not a spoiler. Like if you if you have to hide in a small area, you'll actually end up holding multiple buttons at once. You might be end up holding L one, R two, R one triangle and circle all five of them at once and what they're trying to do is actually evoke like this tense emotion in you because it's more it's so difficult to hold down these multiple buttons at once while the scene's going on and and through the motions that they make you go through they're trying to basically make you make you relate to the to the tension or or whatever emotion the character's feeling in yourself physically and it's funny when i I actually heard from somebody like, I really didn't realize what you're talking about until it happened in the demo. And then it made sense. Hmm. So, it, it, like I said, it, it's so tough to talk about because this isn't your typical game. There's nothing out there that's like this, literally. There's just nothing to compare it to in terms of how they molded you know, the, the, the control, the visuals, the voice acting, the story, everything into this cohesive experience and they've really they they really pulled it off and and you know i'll I'll talk about the other stuff now um the voice acting you know we were always worried the whole jason jason thing it's not (laughs) that's the worst jason (laughs) that is literally the worst of it and uh a lot of people saw that video of the mall gameplay uh that's probably the worst scene in the game to be honest the voice acting overall i think is really good it is funny though because You'll see in the behind the scenes stuff, it looks like pretty much every actor is from Europe. So every now and then you'll kind of hear their voice come through a little bit, like their natural accent come through. But it, it doesn't bother me. It, it, it never bothered me once. It was, there was one see, point where I actually kind of, well, go ahead. Some of that bothered me in the preview because I could tell that they must naturally speak with an accent, but they were trying not to. Yeah. So, I didn't have I a problem know. with it. I really didn't. Um, I think the preview was probably the most prevalent because the previews in the regular game the what you and i played in the preview disc is in the game which was the that was the toughest trudge for me is going through all those scenes again (laughs) to get get the stuff that i hadn't played before but um like i said i honestly was not expecting to even i i really expected that i was going to force myself to get through this game i did i i was like you know i really want to finish it but this is not really my style and i'm probably going to have to just grin and bear it and force myself to play it and i sat on that couch for nine hours straight and played all the way through it wow didn't eat nothing i literally i just i was glued and when i was done i just stood up and i'm like i can't believe how good this was it's not for everybody i don't think it is for everybody if if you're a modern warfare 2 nut you're not gonna like this if you want a good mature story and a fun game that really pulls you in and allows for a lot of creativity, man, this game is you're up right up your alley. It, it's 
damn good. I thought the visuals overall are amazing. Every now and then you'll see like a texture pop in like really, really quick when, when it changes scenes. Never detracted from the game, in my opinion. It never, I, I think I saw a stutter once or twice, but again, nothing that ever really, I, nothing that I went, oh, this game sucks. It, it, the visuals are truly outstanding. Everything's done with the end game engine. There are no cutscenes in video or anything like that. The only time the game loads is between full scenes. And, you know, people were bitching about uh, the, the installs, like a little bit over four gig. You know what? You're getting a game with these humongous set pieces that look Why are truly. Why still complaining about I don't understand it that. either. I think it's ridiculous. But this, you know, somebody was like, well, there's no loads like that in Uncharted 2 and there's no install. But Uncharted 2 uses a streaming technology because you're going from point A to point B mm-hmm. to point C. Heavy Rain is all about, think of movie sets. Think about big locations. And that's what Heavy Rain is all about. It's about walking yeah. around these big locations and it, it, they're totally different. God. And look at the competition. It's actually preferable to install a game on the 360. Yeah, no shit. But really, I hate to be that guy, and I'm not going to be that guy, because every time you see a new game, oh, this this really shows you what the PS3 can do now. I I will say that this is truly outstanding visuals. I mean, there's a couple scenes that you're going to be blown away. I Honestly, there was one character in the game, because of the lighting and everything in it, I swear to God, I thought it was a real person. I thought that they like inserted a real person in somehow. It freaked me out, because uh, when you get through the game, I'll talk to you about that part. Yeah. I'm still but, really skeptical, as you can probably tell. But I was, too. That's the weird part about it. I was, yeah. I mean, I liked the preview, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, especially when I started watching those videos of Indigo Prophecy, that bored the living shit out of me. So, to go to this, and it it the story hooked me, because you're wondering yourself... It's like you're watching a good mystery and you're trying to figure shit out. And I, I tell you, I thought I had it figured out like three or four times. You know, the big, who the origami killer is and all this other stuff. And fuck. I mean, there were, there were a couple moments where I actually got on because I knew Sam Bishop was playing it. Or actually, he had already finished it by then. And I messaged him on PSN and I was like, oh my God. And I kind of wrote in what happened. And he wrote back, he's like, ah, because <laughs> it happened to him too, you know, and, and I, it's really tough to explain, but I, I just want to caution people, you know, this isn't your typical, I'm walking around and I'm interacting with things in a third person point of view. It's, it's, it's an interactive story and, and that's really what it is. But this is the first game, in my opinion, this is the first game ever to pull off a fully interactive and fully immersive story. And it did. Hmm. It, it's, it's damn good. Uh, the story is great. I love the story. I really want to see some of the other endings. I do want to play through this again a couple different ways. I played through a couple scenes, like three or four different ways, just to see the outcomes. Um, I think I covered voice acting, visuals, controls, audio. Uh, by the way, the soundtrack's really good. Very subtle. Uh, but, uh, dudes, I, I'm just, it's, it's a really goddamn good game. It, it's outstanding. It is. All right. So I gave it an A. I did not I don't believe in A pluses, so I gave it an A. There is room for improvement, I think. Some of the voice acting probably, but like I said, it didn't bother me. Hmm. So there you go. Well, I need to play it. Yeah. I will say the voice acting. Norman Jaden, the FBI guy, cuz he's supposed to be like from Boston or something. That accent's kind of <laughs> forced. But it's funny to me. Yeah. And not because he's from Boston. I get all these emails from Boston. You making fun of how I talk? 
<laughs> I parked the car. Sorry. I used to work with, with guys from Boston. So. <laughs> that makes it okay then. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm serious. I and actually the bonus features on the disc are really good too. Uh, there's there you unlock them as you go through the game and and some of them are alright. There's like concept art, but you unlock these chapters of the behind the scenes stuff. It's fascinating. Uh, they they show you like uh, all the different voice actors uh, actually going through their re- uh, rehearsals, but even you know trying out for the for the uh, the parts and uh, really really well done. The behind the scenes stuff is great. So uh, it took me personally about nine hours to get through it. That's not saying it's going to take you that long to oh. get through the game. You, it could take you eight. It could take you twelve. I don't know. It depends on the branch that you go. It depends on the way that you play hmm. the game. It depends on how how thorough you are in certain scenes. It depends on, you know, they've already said, this is so, so way off, but I'm, I would assume the game's probably shorter if one of the characters gets killed. I, I don't know, right. but I would assume that. So, yeah. But it, <clears throat> it's not just because it's a Sony game. It, it's damn freaking good game. It's, man, I'm impressed. That's all I'll say. All right. So there you what go. will I be? Dun, dun, dun. Well, you're never impressed with anything unless it's Sarah Palin. In a cat suit. It's Tina Fey, goddammit. Uh, no, I do not accept that. And it's a hair suit. <clears throat> ah, yes, I forgot about that. All right, well, a couple things before we get to the emails and the voicemail. Uh, first off, it's coming up, kids, and we keep forgetting to talk about it. Midwest Gaming Classic, end of March. Woo. It's coming up quick. Uh, get your tickets. If you do not have your hotel reservations, I would I would say do it now. They're filling up fast. I believe yes. they're. Get, I think there's only king beds available now. I'm not sure, but uh, mm. definitely get your reservations. There are a couple other hotels very, very close to the Sheraton. There's actually a couple across the highway. Uh, maybe we'll try to get that information and put it into a thread. If you are going to MGC, and if there's not a thread yet, I think there is, but uh, definitely check for the thread on VG Evo. Please let us know if you're coming to MGC because uh, we're going to try to get something together for that Friday night. Hopefully, like last year, uh, it sounds like they're going to actually, the hotel's going to get somebody for karaoke that night for us. Uh, and so we'll Sweet. probably try to go out for dinner again and do some karaoke on Friday night and hang out as a, as a crowd, as a VG Evo crowd, and take some place over. So please let us know if you're coming or not so we can uh, plan accordingly. Uh, the other thing is we got another donation, dude. God damn. Why are people yeah. doing this money? Oh, my God. It's awesome. Uh, this is from Andrew Farman uh, from the UK. So I think we need to go to the UK. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, his PSN is A-L-V-A-D-R. So Alvader? Alvader? I'm not sure. Uh, but he says, keep up the fantastic work. Love your podcast. It gets me through the week. And you are both great guys. Aw. Your podcast Thanks, is man. better than the IGN's GameSpots and 1-Ups by far. Yeah! <laughs> damn right! Those corporate shills. By the way, buy Sony. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm pretend corporate shills. <laughs> we're not even doing that. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, man, thanks so much. That That's really cool. Yeah, we really appreciate it. That helps. So, thanks much. All right, emails. Let's get, let's get to this. Oh, by the way, Midwest Gaming Classic, go to MidwestGamingClassic.com. It's one word. Order your Pre-order your tickets to get in. Uh, it's cheaper. That, too. Oh, yeah, shit, I, I got pre-order my tickets. Yeah, and there's hotel information on there and everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Get to it, kids. All right, who's reading this first one? I guess I am, aren't I? Sure. All right. 
Uh, this is from Robert Sager, uh, Sagmanzella. Sagmanzella. Uh, he says, hey guys, I've, I've been playing games since the mid-80s, and just recently, within the last year or so, I've had a bit of a change in my gaming habits. I have always played primarily RPGs, but always enjoyed shooters, action, and adventure games quite a bit as well. Recently, however, I have only been enjoying and wanting to play RPGs. <coughs> Nerd. <coughs> uh, for <laughs> for example... <laughs> Sorry. For example, I get I got bored with Uncharted 2, Batman Killzone 2, and MW2. Uh, PS, don't play much online and prefer single player. Well, there you go. Yet I can't put down White Knight Chronicles. Uh-oh. Uh. See, he's not even listening anymore. <laughs> Mark, you pissed him off too much, probably. <laughs> now, I'm aware that the games I mentioned all have better storylines than White Knight, but with that game, I get excited when I level and can't wait to learn new attacks and use them in up- upcoming battles uh, same as most other RPGs. Now, with the other games and most action shooter adventure games, I hit the three-hour mark and start asking the game, why the hell are you not over yet? And I usually just YouTube the cutscenes because uh, I want to see how the story ends but just lose interest in the game mechanics and stuff. Even if I do finish the game, I have to force myself to play it almost like it becomes a chore. So many times I have sat down and looked at these games and said, fuck, I don't feel like playing Uncharted, Batman, etc., but I really should finish it even though I have no desire to play it. Uh, yet a 40-plus hour RPG rarely ever gets old to me, and it never seems to become a chore. The battles, level grinding, and such feel so rewarding to me, and I guess the other games don't really represent that in a way that I can find rewarding or compelling. Anyway, sorry for the long-ass email. Oh, now he apologizes. And, <laughs> and was just wondering if either of you can relate or know anyone who feels similar. I will most likely stop buying anything but RPGs in the future because what I bought was a gaming phase... What I thought was a gaming phase has become constant in gaming for me. Except then will be the show because I loves me some baseball. Yo! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sag Monzella. Well, luckily, you'll have to wait three more weeks for MLB 10. Uh, I, it's funny. I feel the same way, but opposite. I, I can, cannot get through a full <laughs> RPG. I can't do it. I, I've become that guy, because I think because of work and because of all the podcast stuff we do, where like a 10 or 12-hour game is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And then I just yeah, I've said the same thing about game length that if it's over that like I love RPGs but I have such a hard time finishing like a 40 50 hour RPG. Yeah. It's not because I lose interest, it's mostly just because I don't have time and then all these games keep coming out and of course I'm compelled to get them so I get new games and then <laughs> the old ones get shelved. The game of go. PS3 I, compels you. The games of PS3 <laughs> compel you. <laughs> like, I understand exactly what you're saying though and I think that's Look at MMOs. Exactly what you said is pretty much why MMOs are so popular, because you're always grinding to get that next level, to get the next loot. And that's something I didn't really touch on as much in White Knight, is that it's always fun Like get that next level, get those skill points to unlock the next level of the weapons, or do whatever you want with your character. And that's why I like the online portion in that so much, because you're customizing your own character and like doing all that sort of thing. Um, like the story mode, can't agree on you can't agree with you on but you know to each their own but i like i said i know exactly what you mean and i think that's why other games are picking up some of that rpg type stuff where like modern warfare and Killzone, you've got the ranks where you rank up and get more stuff because it's almost like that rpg kind of thing where you're you're getting new skills and it's just kind of that addiction and compulsion to keep going yeah i can see that 
Because mm-hmm. it kind of, even with Mag, I mean, Mag, every now and then, with especially with Mag, I'm like, I just need that one more skill point so I can, you know, get this new item or whatever. And you really have to, you can't buy everything. So you're like, okay, what path do I want to go down? And essentially. Yeah. So I kind of consider Mag like an FPS MMO without having to pay every month for it. And it's more FPS than MMO. But yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. And like I, I don't get as sick of action games, but some of them do the same thing to me. I think that's why I've never finished the God of War games before because I was those came out at a point where I really wasn't playing action games like that. And after like five hours, I was kind of done with it. Yeah, um, I've still got the God of War collection sitting there. I really got to play through those games before three comes out. Damn right. But, uh, like I'm at a different phase now. Like Bayonetta obviously was compelling enough for me to play all the way through it. But that was also like a common, like that was just because the entire game just clicked with me too. Um, hmm. Trying to think of other action games that I like lost interest in like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Killzone yeah. 2, which you never played. Um, Fuck that. I finished the story mode in that. Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> Fuck all that game sucked. <laughs> you suck. You suck. I finished Batman. But Batman. actually, by the, by the end of Batman, I was done. And yeah. same with Ghostbusters. Like, both those games, I finished Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters really kind of, started falling flat towards the end, where when you yeah. got to that cemetery, oh my god. Yeah, I was I was done with that. I had to force myself to finish it. Batman, I wasn't quite... Like, I was done by the time it ended, but I wasn't, like, sick of it yet. But it was yeah. still a little longer than I felt it needed to be. Batman wore you down. It, it was definitely one of those games where, like, you just keep going and it kind of keeps ramping up and... By the end, you're ready to to end it. I mean, <laughs> they really. Yeah. But I think that was intentional. Yeah, I think so. So I don't know. There's just this weird thing with like RPGs where I can play. Like, look at Mass Effect. I put 27 hours into it. Doesn't feel like I did, but I did, and I enjoyed it for the most part. It's just a side mission that I didn't really enjoy. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Okay. All right. On to the next All one. Right. Read, read it, bitch. Number two. Hey guys, I've been listening to you for quite a while. Love the show. It's the only podcast I can trust to give me, give it to me like a gamer all over your face. <laughs> yeah, you'll take it. Instead of a sale pitch. <laughs> yeah, Major Nelson. <laughs> so here's my question. When I find a game I fully enjoy, I try to plat it out as a nod to the devs. Trophies, yo. My way of saying, thanks for making a great game. But I'm one of the very few who doesn't like online PvP style gaming. Yes, I know it has its place, but I'm just not into it. And with games I enjoy like Bioshock, Uncharted, and even GTA having online now with a lot of trophies, I want to bring up the question of, is this to be the norm? Forcing people like myself who don't really enjoy it to get those trophies because I want to play the game, but I want to plat the game. Or should online games be separated from the single player? Like go online to unlock items or give a different list of trophies for the online, or should I just swallow it and nerd rage my way through the online to get the trophies? And Glenn, I'm working on getting that picture to you as oh, soon yeah. as I can. You all keep up the amazing work. P.S. Glenn, I noticed when drawing that picture that the shortened PlayStation Nation is PSN. Wow. <laughs> you know, that wasn't even it. intentional. It just kind of happened. PSN, yeah. And, yeah. That's from uh, PSN ID Tasty Halloween. Yeah, apparently he's actually, um, like drawing a tro a trophy for us a minecart trophy and he's going to try to sculpt it and everything but he's using he says he's using like a playstation one a ps2 and a ps3 as the trophy somehow 
Oh, weird. Yeah, so I really want to see it. I was like, dude, you got to send me a picture. So, I, awesome. I, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I think you are going to see online components to a lot of games, and, and you've seen we've seen some that really suck too. But uh, it, because it adds more longevity to the game, and it also adds those abilities for them to add DLC later on down the road. Uh, now, there's very good examples like a Killzone 2 or an Uncharted 2, or even GTA's online was actually really good. But you also see some really crappy add-ons. Well, Haze was completely crap all the way through, but uh, what was that? Oh, um, there was one game where it was just so tacked on, and oh, uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. The multi, the online was terrible. But yeah, I, I do see why some people might get pissed off if some of the trophies are, you have to go online to get some of the trophies. I can see that. Because like you don't like playing I, online very much. No, I'm, I'm pretty much the same as him, where I don't really play the online games that much. And it actually annoys me like that when the trophies are so tied to the online. And uh, the most recent one I can think of is Chronicles of Riddick, where there were all these online-centric trophies, and the online in that game was dead the week it came out. Ugh. So you'd you like unless you had friends that would will, or were willing to help you like cheat your way to the trophies, it was very unlikely you were going to get all ten thousand kills in the online. Oh my god! It, I mean, I think Uncharted Two did it really well, where there were like two online trophies for like playing an online game and playing an online co-op game, or something. I yep. can't remember exactly what they were. That's essentially what they and are, then, though. Yeah. Yeah, and then the rest were, like, in-game, not achievements, but, like, in-game things that you did and unlocked extra stuff where they weren't actually trophies. And actually, while he mentioned, uh, or we had that last one talking about MLB 10, I heard from a very reliable source that the trophies for MLB 10 this year are a lot more attainable than last year. So, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly think that they should avoid making most of the trophies solely for the online. I think Uncharted 2 should be like a template for it because the the online in all of these games, like I think PlayStation 3 is actually a little better than 360 in this regard, but the, the online stuff doesn't stick around forever. You'll be able to find a few online games after the game's been out for a couple of years, but eventually, like especially the minor titles like Riddick and Wolfenstein, the online right. in those is going to be dead in a couple months. <laughs> and like 360 just seems to happen faster because I don't know what it is actually. Because the new Halo it, comes out. It well, it, it seems more like it's a flavor of the week thing. And maybe PS3 has gotten to that point. I just don't play online games enough to know. But it just seemed like online and on 360 games like dead after a month or two because people sure. moved on to the next best thing. And I'm sure PS3's, but I think a part of that too was because 360 was getting so many games all the time. Where like PS3 wasn't getting the the amount of games, but now it's pretty even, I think. So yeah. what do I know? I don't play the online games, so you don't know me. shit. But like I said, I agree. I don't think they should tie all these to the online play because you're never going to be able to get some of these platinums after a while. Well, isn't there a game that they just took the online down and you'll never? Oh no, the the Halo. There's some Halo stuff that they took. Oh, they're taking down something. Xbox One online. Yeah, but uh, you can't get the DLC anymore. That's what it was. You can't get you can't yeah. buy the DLC. So if you want to join in later, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, other games go offline too. Like Sega took down the servers for Chrome Hounds right. on 360. So and good a lot luck of the that stuff was that. online. Yep. Yeah, and uh, wasn't EA like 
cutting the the older sports game servers too. Well, they do that every year. For, Once like Madden yeah, 11 comes the out, they'll wait like two more months and Madden 10 servers go offline. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, it sucks and I think companies need to to think about this cuz there are people who want to platinum these games. And whether you know, I I think it sucks. I really do. I think they shouldn't tie it to the online so much, but I you know what that know sounded like to me? <laughs> it's because I'm drinking this week. Woo! I haven't I quit be the drinking diet. More. Yeah, but actually, the diet's going good. I'm below 200 pounds for the first time in like two years. Holy shit! I'll still mm-hmm. call you fatty, just to deflect the fact that I'm so fat. You're so mean. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cry, baby, cry. <laughs> All right, I saw this email today and I felt so bad. Uh, this one's from uh, Rizal six six six, and he says, "Dear Glenn and Mark, this is Rizal six 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 from the VGEVO forums. I've been offline for a while because I had a girlfriend who did not enjoy the fact that I was a gamer at all." Sheesh! Uh, glad to see the. Po- hey, wait, this is like uh, Two Hands Revy's fiance. <laughs> oh damn! Kidding. She just doesn't. No, no, no. Actually, it doesn't because she just doesn't like his gamer friends. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, glad to see the podcast is still going strong. Although I know that Mark would love to turn it into Sega Nation 360 podcast. Ouch. I have only Actually, one... It would what? be Sega Nation Wii podcast. <laughs> Get it right, man. I only have one question for you that I hope you could answer. My one-year relationship just ended today, and I was hoping you would know of some really good games that I could play to take my mind off things. Right now I'm sad, and I'm hoping to find some games that would put me into a much different mood. Uh, anything that allows me to either enter a fantasy world, blow shit up, kill terrorist, alien... Aliens or Hannah Montana works for me uh, in terms of killing terrorist aliens in Hannah Montana. Uh, I'm also a trophy hoe. So if the games are easy to do that, I would be incredibly happy. Well, if you want a trophy hoe, get Terminator Salvation. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Ratchet and Clank at Crack in Time. Yeah, that was pretty enjoyable. I think Uncharted 2 is another good one. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking Ratchet and Clank just for the, the comedic factor might get him into a better yeah. mode. Yeah, don't play Demon Souls because that will send you into a deep depression. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, Batman Arkham Asylum was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, there's been so many games lately. MLB 10 The Show is coming out in three weeks. Just saying. <laughs> um, play Bayonetta. That one's just pure fun, and it's playable on PS3 now. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, it's total insanity. Boy, th- You've been gone for a year. There's so many games we could go through. <laughs> I know. I said Bayonetta because it's got that sex appeal that's missing right now. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel for you, though. I've dated girls who were not into gaming, and it's hard. That's what she said. No. It it does get frustrating, especially when you try to introduce them to gaming, and they just don't want You can't find that, that perfect uh, gateway drug and... You know, you keep trying. Like, here, try Tetris. No, here, try this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't work out. Sorry to hear it, man. Hopefully you find someone that uh, likes the gaming. Yeah, check out some of the PSN stuff, too, like Critter Crunch and Pixel Junk Shooter and, of course, Gravity Crash. They're yeah. all really good. And, I mean, god damn, they're, they're all good time sinks, too. Like, you just start playing them and you don't stop for hours. That's very true. Uh, or Battlefield Bad Company 2 coming up. 
Yakuza Three coming up. My God. Um, yeah, this is Final a good time Fantasy for game. 13. This is a good time to get back into gaming because you got a lot of choice. He should play God, get God of War Three or the God of War One and Two collection because then he can channel your rage into Kratos's generic rage. There you go. Not a bad idea. Or you can get uh, Saint Elmo's fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just so and you can channel your generic rage into copycatted extreme <laughs> generic rage. <laughs> and you can sew a cross into your chest. <laughs> and has boobs. Oh yeah, that too. All right. Well, enough of the uh, of the ridiculousness. Uh, let's listen to our voicemail. How about that? Sure. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, Mark and Glenn. Uh, this is Steve from Utah. Hey. Uh, Mark, I bought into your hype, and I got that uh, Demon Souls game that you've been talking about, and I've really been enjoying it. It's a really cool game. Woo-hoo. I win. Uh, I normally don't play RPGs at all, but this one really got it hooked into me. Uh, question for you. I was wondering if uh, you had any other recommendations along that line as far as, you know, something that's similar to that kind of game that maybe I might enjoy. And another question uh, for either one of you. I was trying to see if I could get some headphones that are Bluetooth that would do audio and chat. And so far at my local Best Buy, I've only been able to find one set of Sony ones, but they only seem to work on the computer. But they don't seem, I can't seem to figure out how to make them work on the PS3. Uh, I don't know if I'm just being retarded and I haven't got the right settings turned on or what, but you guys could maybe uh, let me know if there's such a thing besides having to uh, run a cord all the way across my living room. Uh, That would be great. And as far as the recommendation, guys, you need to really try out that uh, new Silent Hill game on the PSP. That Shattered Memories is really badass. So, anyway, um, thanks for your time. See you guys. Bye. All right. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the Bluetooth thing, no, you're not going to be able to find that for the PS3 at all. Uh, simple reason is that Bluetooth works off of profiles uh, on the PC, on every device. It has profiles. Uh, the PS3 does not have a stereo headphone profile. Uh, for audio. So it'll work for chat, but it will never work for uh, audio directly syncing blue, uh, Bluetooth to the PS3 itself. You might be able to find something with a dongle uh, that does it, <laughs> but not... Yeah, that's right, dongle. Uh, but you won't find it directly to the PS3, and that's just because they don't have the profile on there. And I Lame. think that the reason being is that all the controllers run on Bluetooth and everything else, and they don't want to... You can only do up to seven devices, so that's probably the reason why. Super lame. Indeed. Demon Souls? Well, uh, it's the similar stuff to Demon Souls. Well, Demon Souls is incredibly unique. There isn't a whole lot out there like it. Uh, if you want to go older, like offline single player stuff, uh, try to track down. They might be a little archaic by today's standards, but the Kingsfield games on PS One are probably the closest thing to Demon Souls. They're first person RPGs. Now they're really, really archaic, like rudimentary 3d graphics on ps1 they did make a ps2 version called kingsfield the ancient city which right. i haven't played that was the one i almost picked up when we saw it at that used place but yeah I, I was gonna say we just saw that not too long ago yeah and I, i've heard it's good really hard but good uh and there's <laughs> another one said. yeah there's another one for ps1 called shadow tower which i think is also by from software i, I haven't I actually borrowed it from a friend who had it for some inexplicable reason because he doesn't play these kind of games. <laughs> and I, I've had it for like a year and I haven't played it yet. I should probably actually throw that in. Uh, but look for those. As For PS3 games, um, I mentioned Folklore before. That might not be a terrible one to try to track down if you can find it cheap. 
it doesn't really feel as much like Demon Souls, but it is like third person, more of an action RPG. It's actually a pretty uh, neat it, game. It's a very neat game, very surreal. Uh, it's it doesn't have anything like the the depressive, oppressing atmosphere like Demon Souls, but it's very unique, and I think it's pretty cool. And honestly, maybe give White Knight Chronicles a rent. It's not my favorite game, but it's got the online like Demon Souls has, and it's a lot of fun to play with your friends. And like I said, it's just a single player. I'm not that crazy about. Right. Uh, yeah, I think those are good starts. And if you have a Wii, check out Sharon the Wanderer. I, I hate to, well, I don't hate to plug a Wii game because I love Sharon. <laughs> Beating that it's dead also, horse. <laughs> it's also published by Atlas. It, it, like Google the term roguelike to, to see what the genre is, but it's not that far off from Demon Souls because it's got the kind of same mechanic where you die and you kind of start over. Like, you lose your stuff and whatever. It might be worth checking out if you have a Wii. If you don't, don't worry about it. Maybe, or hopefully Atlas will be porting the PSP version to the US, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. So hopefully those are some good suggestions for you. All right. Thanks for the voicemail. All right. Well, last email, uh, and this is from our buddy Sigma Omega. Wait, is it your turn or my turn? No, I don't want to go out of turn. I'll read it. I, think it I don't care. Mine. Uh, it says, hey, guys, wanted to send you an email uh, to get the word out. Uh, what word me and a friend are going to be doing an all-weekend marathon of the Kingdom Hearts games? My God. <laughs> it will be shot live on Ustream. My username on it is VGEVO underscore Sigma Omega on Ustream. I wonder who is sending the, well, let's see, all charity funds will go to Texas Children's Hospital. That's who we do Extra Life for. And the PayPal will be decided, and I will remind the people watching to donate there, and the money will go straight to Texas Children's Hospital. Uh, let's see here. The marathon will start Friday at around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and go till Sunday night or if we finish in time. Sure. Uh, thanks, guys. Hope to see you there on the stream. We'll uh, we'll put this up on uh, Twitter when it happens, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. we'll maybe put something up on the website for it. So anything that can help out Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about. Damn right. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Sigma for for letting us know about that. All right. Well, I think we're all done here. We're running nice and long again. Yeah, I think Ro- so too. Rothbart was we bitching because the show wasn't. Yeah, Rothbart was bitching because our show was under two hours last week. Oh well, tell him to suck it. Well, I, I figured once he actually gets a real PlayStation show, he can say something. God damn. You're an <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, you got anything else? Nah, I'm good. All right. Uh, next week. I don't know what the hell we're going to be talking about next week. Um, I'll probably have a review of uh, Dynasty Warrior Strike Force. All right. I um I've reviewed everything so yeah Maybe actually, actually the other thing I want to play more of is Darksiders because I've had that from GameFly for like two months oh there you go or a month but yeah we'll see I should actually have some gaming time this weekend so provided Koei actually sends us um or sends they will. me yeah well I know they're sending it but it depends if it arrives in time for the weekend ah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Bioshock 2 still never showed up for review, so who knows when we're, when we're going to have that review, if we're going to have it. Uh, but we're going to have Zavari actually review that for us if it shows up. If it doesn't, we'll get something else for him to review for us. I'm sure we're going to have a plenty, a plentiful amount of games in the next couple months to be reviewing. So uh, we'll so. get Zavari on for that. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Man, this is so weird. I don't have anything to review next week. Oh, let's go, 
what's going on here? Uh, you know, I, and F1 2009. It's 2010. And oh, yeah. Yet. I have it sitting right in front of me, too. Uh, I feel bad about <laughs> Puzzle Gun. I have been trying. I don't get it. I don't get the game. I'm, I'm just, I'm really struggling with it. So, and it's because I'm not a big puzzle game guy, but I'll try again. Maybe I'll review Hustle Kings next week. How about that? There you go. All right. Review for Hustle, Hustle Kings next week. There we go. I'll review Share in the Wanderer, but that's for we. <laughs> we didn't get enough heat for you reviewing uh, the 360 version of Bayonetta, and now you're going to review a Wii game. Good idea. <laughs> really so. good idea. Yeah. All right, kids. Well, I think we're out of here. So uh, get out there. Register for Midwest Gaming Class if you're, if you're coming. Get, get your shit together and get that done. And uh, don't forget our live show, February 27th. That's coming up very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, but get out there and play some games. Have a good week. Uh, the other night, my wife sent me to Walgreens to get toilet paper because we were out of toilet paper because I had thrown it all in the garbage so I could get out of the house. <laughs> So I'm driving to Walgreens, it was nighttime, and I'm driving, and then my, I see a deer. And fucking hate deer. I hate them, because they're everywhere up there. I used to live in the city, and I loved deer then, because I was this liberal in the city, and I'd see deer, and you know, you're driving with your friends out to the country, and you see a deer, and everybody's like, oh my god, turn out the, the car, don't, don't scare the deer. It's just so beautiful, look at the beautiful deer. Oh, look how he looks around, it's just so mysterious and beautiful. God gave us a gift, everybody, just enjoy it, and just, just But now I live, and deer are in my fucking yard every day, and they suck. They're just rats with hooves. They don't matter. They, they have ticks that give you Lyme disease, and they shit everywhere. And they make a noise. Did you know that? They go, they're assholes. They're shit animals. I go out every morning and throw rocks at them, and I try really hard to hit them in, on the head with rocks. And they don't care, they're like, they don't care. I don't have a gun, but if I did, I would shoot a baby deer in the mouth and feel nothing. I wouldn't feel anything. I just go, oh look, he's dead, that's interesting. I guess that's what happens when you shoot him in the fucking mouth. I go out of my way to kill a deer. I would happily blow 20 guys in an alley with bleedy dicks so I could get AIDS and then fuck a deer and kill it with my AIDS. I would do that in a second. I mean it. I mean it. So I see this deer, and this is how dumb these deer... I hit him with the headlights, and he does that whole thing. And then he won't just go. He's like... Can I go? Is it okay if I go? Like he, and I'm like, fucking go! Gonna go! He's like, go! Just go! And then I get close, and then I try to kind of get away from him, and then I see him, and he looks at me, and he, ah, he panics! I swear, and he ran and smashed his body into my fucking car! Like, just fucking. Destroyed my mirror, just shattered my mirror, broke his neck. I heard him break his own fucking neck, and then he just dragged his stupid deer head into the woods, and he died. And I'm glad he's dead. 
I was glad right away. I got out of my car. I did, and I yelled into the woods. I'm glad you're dead, you fucking idiot! I hope your dear wife finds you dead and dies of a broken heart. I hope your dear baby starved to death. You broke my mirror, you faggot, cunt, nigger, deer. So I go to Walgreens. I just kept going. 